Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another Manchester United and Liverpool show. Mandem United podcast meets the analysis at Anfield podcast. So please keep all your comments, all your questions, Manchester United or Liverpool related, please, people. Make sure you run up the likes as well. Share this across all the socials and subscribe to the channel Sarcasm City TV as well. Hit that notification bell when you do. Um, I mean, hit the notification bell when you do indeed subscribe as well i see you lot in the chat already big up to all the regulars big up all the new people in the chat as well as you can see from the title how many trophies can liverpool win this season uh, do manchester united have any chance of a trophy this season so we'll be discussing those two things plus more as well people and none of the regulars are here yet but they will be but i brought in two special guests i did say all week long you know what I'm saying? I was bringing in special guests for you lot on both, on all of the Mandem United podcasts and all of the crossovers, including this one with the analysis at Anfield podcast. So I've got to bring someone on who's been on the channel before. Definitely going to get him on more regular as well. What I like about him, man just cuts to the chase. You know what I'm saying? There's no hype. You know what I'm saying? There's no bullshit. Like, man just cuts to the straight, cuts to the chase. And he ain't loud about it like me. Like, he'll legit tell you what it is, even about his own club. And I respect that. Like, when he's talking about it, like, yo, let's just call it as it is. And I really respect that. Plus, football knowledge, incredible as well. And the character on top of that. Well, welcome to the show. My Dungey in the building. <laughs> what are you telling me? I'm good, bro, man. I'm good, man. Love for bringing me on this evening man i've been dying to come on a lot more man so like i said to you obviously we spoke privately and stuff yeah. like that like bro i'd love to come on more because i love chopping it up here man i can't even yeah, lie man, like, you don't you're one of we'll a talk after 100 well, you're, you're you're definitely one of a few people that like i can just actually just sit down we could just chat Pro yeah, proper yeah, football yeah. man some people is there's there's too much of a persona on this content yes. creation which is fine i don't mind it everyone's got to do what they got to do to eat i understand all of that but yeah. you know what i mean with flawless and his channel as well especially man you guys man this is some real good football talk man so love to be here man love and, man. yo thank you for the kind words and that's what it is like we can just there's no persona we can just yeah run mm. bants run jokes but like we can just chop it up speaking of football and the second special guest I'm saying I'm going to introduce people. Someone making their debut on the channel. You'll see him on his own channel. You'll see him on the terrace. See him going viral. Mr. Liverpool himself. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to call him. I see him calling people out, talking about no one knows more about Liverpool than me. Quiz any place, any time. Got to welcome man to the show. Man like Tom Little is in the building. Yes, Tom, what are you telling me? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good, good to be on the channel. I've, I've watched the, I've watched a lot of the debates on, on before. You know, I'm a big fan of the channel. Good to finally make my debut. And yes, I do stand by it. Anytime, anywhere, anyone call me. I'm <laughs> I, I don't even want to face Tom in a quiz. You know, like I reckon <laughs> yeah, Tom would actually long. slap me. So I say that it's long, it's long, it's long. Yeah. It is. We say no, Tom. Man. What are you I'm saying, though, Tom? Yeah, man, it's been it's been a minute. Obviously, everyone, yeah. for those in the chat, the reason why you don't always see people on a special guest because everyone in the space is busy. That's why. Everybody is busy. Like, when you reach out to people, see everyone working on their own channels, their own other channels as well. But we got G in the building, Tom Little in the building as well. So it's always good to get some fresh perspectives as well. But, yo, yeah, Tom, we'll start with you. Liverpool season so far, you got to be, I'm guessing, over the moon with the start. About it. Obviously, take away, like, the loot and result, but... Other than that, pretty much um, exceptional, I would say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, really good start. No complaints about how we started the season at all. Um, didn't think we'd be in this position. That's the biggest thing I'd say. Okay. Going into the season, I, I was hoping that we could, you know, get top four, maybe come fourth or third, add the Europa League on top of it. But right now, we've got to be in that conversation for 
that title challenge and the way we're playing, the, the numbers behind it all, we deserve to be where we are, which is the biggest thing. And whether we can carry on is a different you know, conversation, but I'm buzzing with how the season started. A lot of the players have taken steps up in terms of the level. You know, the new signs, majority of them have settled in seamlessly. You know, there's really very little to complain about at the minute. So, if, considering the state we were in last season, where I was dreading watching Liverpool games at points, now I'm actually <laughs> looking forward to it and want international breaks to end. So, it's a lovely little shift. I actually enjoy this stuff again. I actually get back to hating on England and want, want Liverpool back last year. That you wouldn't have seen a bigger scouting which fan out. I couldn't wait for an international breaks. Now that I'm back, want the Premier League back because the Reds are playing beautiful football. That's how I feel about this international break. I never look forward to an international break so much. I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really You're, you're so the December one coming up, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoping they can. <laughs> I was like, yeah, England, North Macedonia, yes, run me that so I don't have to watch Manchester United. Please, I beg. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, same to you, G. Obviously, speak, spoken to you a little bit more recently, but yeah, thoughts on Liverpool since we last spoke, um, Liverpool's form because we like like I said, minus the looting game, the Toulouse game, pretty much winning um, and playing well. You know what I'm saying? And looking good going forward as well. No, I think, listen, man, me and Tom, we've been on we've been on shows together last season mm-hmm. and we've been criticised a, a lot for the way that we spoke about Liverpool last season. It's, it's all right. It's, it's all good. At the end of the day, we can only speak about what we see. Um, but I'm not just like Tom. Like, ultimately, I did not think Liverpool would be where they're at right now. I didn't think that we'd be sitting one point behind Manchester City. You know, um, I didn't think we'd be playing well in the in terms of the attacking sense of things. Obviously, there's a, little, a few bits and bobs, as you said, the looting game, to lose game, um, Brighton game. You know, they, those are probably only like the minus points. But overall, I, I think it's been kind of like, they've exceeded my expectations so far. Do you know what I mean? And that, and I, like, as much as I, I have to say it through gritted teeth, because I sat there and said what I said at the beginning of the season, when I'm watching Liverpool now, yes, I'll have my, oh, this could be better. But at the end of the day, sometimes you've got to just say, you know, it actually doesn't even matter winning games. Like whether if we went through the whole season and we conceded a goal in every single game, but we won every game, do you really think I'd care? Like, I'll be like, all right, cool. Yeah. We just set a record of winning the Premier League while conceding in every single game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would just be <laughs> another thing to, you know what I mean? Like, so if this is going to be how Liverpool are and it means that we're winning games, I can't complain. I actually cannot, I can't, what can I say? You know, I mean, I can only moan for so long and after a while it just becomes hating. So, yeah, man, like I said, exceeded my expectations. So, we keep what? the ball rolling. Yeah, let me ask you, G, why would you, and Tom, I'll ask you the same, give you the same question as well. Why were you not confident going into the season? Was it the midfield issue? Because I looked at it and I was like, I, was, I think City are the best team in the league, unfortunately, and I think they'll win it. But I looked at who was the next best to them. And I picked you a lot. And Ryan, when I click him in, will tell you this. And you know this, because I spoke to you about this, mm. G. I thought you was the second best team in the league and still stand by that. I think you will finish second. So was it the midfield area that you looked at and said, that's why we're going to struggle and not, be where you're at because I'm not surprised by your form but that's just me cool. you know what it is it's obviously you, you, it's like you're not surprised if you're going based off of the last like five seasons of like mm. of Liverpool Manchester City going back and forth you would obviously last season being the only like right that was just out of nowhere we just, you just it was just shit like that's when you'd be like okay cool but then at the same time remember we didn't everything is kind of an unknown entity when you walk into a next season as you said the midfield situation fair enough blah 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 but also 
I didn't know that Liverpool players were just going to bounce back straight away. Like all of a sudden Van Dyke returns to this imperialist Van Dyke. You, you know, Mo Salah continues doing what he's doing. Heck, I didn't think Darwin Nunes would score goals. Like, like there's so many <laughs> things that I didn't even <laughs> think would even happen <laughs> like, like this season. And then on top of that, I also thought like, obviously Arsenal, we're joint with Arsenal. So I have to mm. give them their props as well. But I didn't think Manchester United would be, worse than you was last season. I didn't think Tottenham would be as good as they are. Like, there's little things that I just didn't even see really coming kind of things. And with that whole midfield situation, it was an unknown entity. Remember, these guys could have come in and we'd be, we could be sitting here in fifth and saying, no, nah, don't worry, man, it's transition. And, you know, duh, 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 duh. we didn't know that Gravenberg would come in, you know, out of nowhere. Boom, he's playing well. So Bozalai, I didn't think he'd be playing as much as I, I, I still question him a little bit. He's come in and actually impacted the midfield the most. You know what I'm trying to say? And the team is just like, it, it just seems to have like just meshed with him and everything that's kind of going on with the team in a general sense. You know, and I didn't think as well that Klopp would have that kind of bite, you know, going into this season and then being able to kind of turn things around. You know what I mean? So he showed me something, you know, um, this season. So I have to give the team props in that sense. Yeah, I can't, Maybe it's because I, I just looked at you. Yeah, maybe it's because I just looked at your attacking input and was like, you'll be okay. Like, I trust me, I wanted to be wrong about it so much. But I looked at, and Ryan will know this, because I, I looked at the attacking players you had, I looked at, even though I didn't know as much about the midfielders in terms of the Shabazzla and Gravenberch. Obviously, you had Trent <coughs> Robinson, and I said, they have a lot of creativity and they have a lot of goals. That's why it's not <clears> surprised <throat> me in regards to you lot always, you know what I'm saying, always coming from behind all the time. Like, that happened. The amount <clears> of <throat> times you go a goal down and then you'd win 3-4-1. Like, I would even get, <clears> like, start running jokes when you lot was going to go down in certain games. I was like, they're probably going to come back. And then that's exactly but, what but, happened. But, but, but who knew Who knew that we was going to get that back? Do you know what I mean? Like, I knew we had that. Like, we had the, like, back in, like, say, two, three seasons ago and when we were just battling Manchester City, I promise you, more time when I'm watching those games, I, like, I wouldn't even really be tuned in until, like, the, the 60th minute because I'll be like, <laughs> if we are losing, then cool, we'll probably come back and win the game or whatever. Or even if, if we're winning, I know we're 100% winning the game. Like, I just had that kind of confidence, whereas, like, I didn't think we're going to get that back. And I think that's why I have to give credit to the team in that sense where they've said, all right, we've got that kind of bite back. Obviously, we've got a ton of a season still to realistically go, so anything can happen. But right now... They're in a good moment. So if they just continue that, it's only going to be us and Manchester City. I'll, I'll keep it real. Like Arsenal will start to fall away. Oh, that's uh, that's fair. Ryan's in the cut as well. Yeah, before I go to Tom, yes, Ryan. Ryan. You blessed first and foremost, yeah? Yeah, good, <laughs> man. Guy, big, up, big up, um, Tom. <laughs> big up, G. Um, big if up, there's bro. any Indians in the chat, hold that. Um, so, so, yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah. That's why this guy's been smiling ever since that Cricket World Cup final of my life. Yeah. I'm still celebrating, bro. I, I know you are, I can tell. I'm I've never seen you so happy. Me and my dad are still laughing at it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you so happy. But yeah, same question to you, Tom, like in regards to the your surprise that where you, you was at. So what was the major issues you was looking at at the start of the season that made you go, yeah, we're going to struggle? Um, we, first thing I didn't know if the midfield would instantly click. I didn't know if we were going to need... Because a lot of players who've come into Liverpool before have needed like a couple of months to really settle and adapt to the system. We've managed to avoid that with most of them, which has been a big thing for us. And then the the two the one or two midfielders that we kept last season, from last season, sorry, played this season, have, been, have done well to, to do that job. And it was also, are certain players who last year didn't perform going to refine that level, i.e. your Virgil van Dijk's, 
you know, Andy Robertson's, you know, even you can question like Diogo Joss and Luis Diaz in that sense. They've all kicked back to a level that maybe isn't their very best, but it's close to, if, if it isn't right back to what they can do, it's very close to that, which is a massive thing. The, the attack, we always knew we had a good attack, but it was, are these games going to be four threes or four ones? And we've managed to get into the four ones, the four and all sort of thing, which is the most important part of it. And I also just didn't know if the team was ready to bounce back so quickly because last year was so incredibly difficult in terms of the overhaul. I didn't know if they were going to have a slow start to the season overall. And then they catch up at the end of the season. You go, see, that's what they can do. Just need a little bit of time. No, they, they kicked on straight away. So they, they've really shocked me with just how set they are. They, they, These players reckon they can win this title, which is a thing I wasn't expecting yeah. to hear. And it's a thing I'm very happy to hear because it should mean we go far in all the other competitions, which are the main priority because I don't think we're going to win the league because of City. But if we leave this season with a Europa League and maybe an FA Cup and you get your top four, I, I think that that's a successful season considering you know where we were expecting to be at the start of the year. So they've surprised me a lot with how well they've played and how little time they've needed to get up to speed and back to the very top because... I, you, you could have easily thought that it'd be City and Arsenal top two again, and then Liverpool stuck in that sort of middle ground of just third and fourth. That they're not going to drop out, but they're not going to, you know, take the next step up. So I'm, I'm just glad that we're back up where we should be. And that being said, you mentioned there obviously Europa League, FA Cup, you lost in the Carabao Cup as well, so you're going to target them. But do you believe when you look at your team, do you believe you are like say a DM away in January from being able to compete? for Manchester City. So how far away do you think you are? Because that seems to be, correct me if I'm wrong, the outside looking in, that is the main problem area within your starting eleven. I think a DM and a, a left centre-back, left-back sort of thing, because okay. Robertson's out until like February time. Oh, I, geez, hate I, I, I hate Simicast. <laughs> I hate I think Simicast is... Talk about awful. it. Talk about I, it. I, I, I think he's such a bad defender. And if we're going to have to... We've got to play him against City, which is not going to go well. Then we're going to have to play him against Arsenal. Then we're going to have to play him against United. Then we're going to have to play him in all these games. I don't think he's a very good defender. But even then, when we bring Robertson back in, he's better, but he's not suited to the role that we play with this new, like, inverted, and then you need that left-back, left-centre-back in to be a little bit more disciplined. If you bring in the DM, it frees up Trent. If you bring in the left-centre-back, you've got the structure there. Once everything is set in, I don't. I think the only team better than is City. Because I don't think Arsenal can match the firepower that we've got, and I think the defense is is just that is like at such a similar level because of Virgil Van Dijk. Mm. So is that even with the DM and the left sided centre back you're talking about? Then if you say you were in January to get two players of quality in those roles, is it then you look at it and go, yeah, we can topple Manchester City for this league? Yeah, I think with a little bit of luck, I don't see why not. Because I think right now the second best team in the league. Well, if, if, you, if, if you fix the problem areas, you close that gap massively. Are we going to need a little bit of luck? We always are going to when we're going against City because they're just better than us. But if you get that luck, I'd back the squad to you know, take the opportunity, which I wouldn't back them to do right now just sure. because of the problem areas. That's right. Ryan's over the moon about the Shimmercast comment because he's always just, just, just <laughs> always, he's always on <laughs> Shimmercast. Look at Bro, him. He's one of the worst left backs in the league, and I won't be told otherwise. I'm telling you, he's so bad. He's so. Is he that, you know what? You don't watch him more than I do. So you know what annoys me about Simicast? Okay. Anyone go on, go on. can see he's an absolutely awful defender, right? But 
I, I hate when people act like he's good going forward. The guy's ass going forward, you know. He can't cross. He, he's crossing his ass, bro. Like, but you know what? Why I'm so like confused about Simicas. The season where we almost won the quad, he was actually okay when he played. I thought, like, mm. I actually thought we got a decent backup left back back then, in it. But since then, honestly, he's been awful, bro. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Maybe he kind of had a purple patch that season or so. I don't know, but that's what it is with Simicas, man. He, I don't know why we kept him. We're giving him a new contract, which I'm hoping is just a way of trying to get some money um, for him next summer. Hopefully that's the case. But honestly, man, we, we desperately need to replace him, bro. He's awful, man. He's a, he's a left back who, if you were to break down defending into key principles, I don't think he knows four of them. If you were to break down to five key principles, I don't think he knows four of them. I, I, don't, think I've ever you know, seen him, I don't think I've ever seen him get goal side <laughs> of his man. He's always chasing his man. He's the left back and he's always chasing the winger. I, I don't get it. He, 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 tackling, he can do it on the ground. Standard tackle, no, I, I don't think I've seen him body someone properly. Like, there's so many key defending principles that he doesn't get. And then people, he's got like this core section that love him. And they go, mm. well, it's, it's his set pieces, it's his delivery. And then I watch him and he goes 10 games without an assist and then gets two in one game. They'll see that's why he'd have him. And I go, when Robertson fucking does that, you critique him and go, he's crap. He, he's not, he's not <laughs> doing this level he was. What, what, what's with the different standard? At least Robertson knows goal side. At least Robertson could win a tackle. And it, he's just so confused. I think like he's young. He, people think he's like 20, he's 27. Mm. He's supposed he's to be the crime. We got him when he was like 23, 24. Like, but he's actually like, yeah, he's, uh, he's like 27. The, the, the problem, the, the problem I always feel with some of like that here is that like, I feel like for Klopp, he'd actually be like a calm player to have because he ain't going to make noise about really starting games at Liverpool. So he's calm with sitting on a bench knowing that, all right, well, this guy is going to always play unless a situation like this happens where he gets injured, duh, 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 and Klopp obviously seems... Obviously, Klopp isn't... Like, you're not banking on a player to get injured for the length of time that Robertson got it, like is injured for now. So you might think, yeah, he might miss a couple of games a season, you know, here and there, rotate and stuff like that. So he can, you know, excuse me, play his games. But when Robertson's not out for this amount of time, all I'm saying is, hey, Simicas, you've got a lot to live up to in these next like few weeks, months or whatever, until Robertson obviously comes back. If you shit up the place, bro, it's just going to be, it's just going to be long for you because come January, no one's trying to wait till summer. You're like, yeah, get rid of him now. Like I'm seeing talks uh, about um, Nori and stuff like that. I'm, I'm saying for me, I'm like, yeah, he's a banging Simicast. Like I'd rather him be the second choice backup, like um, left back to Robertson and let those two battle it out because Simicast is never going to challenge for a starting spot in this squad. And that's something I feel like Klopp would like to have, though, because he doesn't want to ruffle too many feathers. I don't feel like he likes having this amount of players who are going to challenge too much for players that he really, really likes in someone like an Andrew Robertson. So when we look at Simicast, I'm just like, I haven't got time to even cuss you anymore, man. Like, you're actually just shit. So everyone knows it. We just leave it there. <laughs> when you do your assist, we just move on. I'm not going to praise you. I'm not going to... Tom said it there. The key principles of defending, he ain't got that. Like, And he's never had it. So what, what can I even say, bro? What can I even say, man? He's bad like that, like that. Jesus Christ. All yeah, right, yeah. He's like Alex Tellers for you. Like, so like, for, yeah, what, someone said that. Like, you want to play a centre-back there. Joe Gomez is a centre back turned right back, and I trust him more at left back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fact, that's, 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 that's the most damning thing I can give him. 
I trust Joe Gomez, who I don't even trust in many positions, but I trust him more than Simicast, and Simicast said natural left back. He, and mm. also, it's, it's not this isn't even about his football ability. He just needs to get some sleep. He just looks shattered all the time. Yeah, them eyes, bro. Them yeah, eyes. No, I'm no, like, even you smoke that. on the side, or yeah. you don't get enough sleep because <laughs> them you just look tired all the time. And, and he's but, getting like black eyes every two months. Like, yeah. is he just getting? Is, is he getting bullied at action? The people who not like <laughs> access to the point where they're just bullying him. He's, he's either got a black eye or he looks like he needs some sleep, which could explain why he's crap at defending because he's not switched on. Like it, it doesn't make sense. And then you've got to play him for three weeks, three months at a time. And you're going, oh, just end. I would rather have, honest to God, I watched James Warner get spat inside out by Jeremy Doku. I'd still rather have Milner than Simicast. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's what it's like. Hi, first, jeez, you know what I'm saying. That's 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 scathing. You know what I'm saying. It's very scary. Like I said, you lot are watching it much more than I am. Because when I see it, I just be like, yeah, he's been okay. But Ryan's been on his case for a minute, and both of you have backed that up. But gee, where do you stand in regards to closing the gap on Manchester City? Are you a DM and a left-sided centre back away from where you're like, all right, we can legitimately challenge this season because you are indeed close to them now still. Honestly, bro, I, like I don't even know half the time, man, because I look at the team and I'm like. I don't feel like getting in a DM would massively change it because I don't think Klopp's going to play in a way that having a DM is going to differ too much to the way that we play now. Like, it's not like, for example, um, it's not like we've got these midfielders now and then he's going to go out. He might do, I don't know. But, like, I don't feel like he's going to go out and sign like a Kante. Now, if he signed like a Kante, he'd want Kante to play in the way that Kante played when he was at Chelsea, someone who sits in front of that back four, doesn't really venture forward. If he does, everyone's surprised. Like, you know, it's almost like a centre-back marauding forward. You don't know what to do with him. Do we go? Do we stick? Like, I don't feel like he's going to do that. I feel like he likes the fact that he's got multifunctional midfielders. And I feel like he's just going to go and sign another multifunctional midfielder who can play in that DM role, but just might be a bit more defensive than like a McAllister. So whether that would be the deciding... I'm more on the left side of centre-back then I would be um, uh, a DM, if I'm being honest, because I just feel like for balance of the team and stuff like that. But in terms of challenging City, I don't know, man. Like City, I don't watch City until they get to like March, April anyway, because that's when they decide to just turn into demon time and all of a sudden they're winning 10 games on a bounce and you can't beat them and they're just, they go away to Real Madrid. They, they want to go and play well there. Like it's just all dumb stuff with, with City around that time. So I just think if we were to stay in and around them come January the first, let's see what let's see what let's see what's going on from there. Let's see what City's injuries are saying as well come that time because we'll the on. way that some of these players are dropping like flies, I don't know. Like maybe this might be a season where cool we can just you know what I mean. But it's funny they've had injuries, they've not played well in whatever eyes you, you want to say that, and City are still top of the league by one point. So Lord save us when they decide yeah, yeah, to get geez, their players yeah. back That's and turn it on. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like we, we all say, like everyone could probably sit here on the panel now. Everyone in the chat could probably say, nah, City, they're there for the taking. Are they? They're one point ahead. I, in the yeah, I say this every that. year, bro. Right? Yeah, That's, yeah exa- exactly. Exactly. Every yeah. year we say the same thing about City. And City are the only team I know to come back in the Premier League in terms of like in recent history, come back, win a Premier League, be far ahead, win a Premier League, um, take a Premier League down to the wire and win that Premier League. Like they just do it in any way possible. So I'm I'm cautious when I say other teams have a chance because I'm like, 
well, name me a scenario that City are not going to win it. You're going to have to be like Liverpool in 1920 and be like 15, 20 points ahead of them. Then I'll give you a chance. And that's Liverpool. Yeah. Anyone that's else? Nah. Bro, they, yeah, they, they, still, yeah. Go they still got KDB to come back. And we all know what title mm. is KDB's like as well. Second half of the season, he just like, he just turns it on, man. Like, yeah, it's still See, I think worse. this is the issue you used to run. You used to actually watch the City games. The moment we get to March, I don't watch City. I just go, I'll, yeah, I'll wait. No I'll wait to check. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's the most inevitable thing. I'm not going to waste my... I can do mm. better things than watch City <laughs> pass around for 80 minutes and then score four. I've got better things to do. <laughs> no, it's true. I just wait and read the score. True. Like it's, bro, those title God, races were painful. Those title that's races were painful because flawless, that's we were winning. Yeah, sorry, yeah. We were winning every game towards the end of the season in those title races, and then you're going into it thinking, right? Because all the city needed to do was drop points in like one game. It was always the case, and we yeah. were just thinking. I was giving myself hope every week. I was like, you know, this team, you know, maybe they can get out of them here, or you know, bit of hope. City have got a midweek game there, whatever. Five minutes later, City are like 2 0 up, and there's just like no point in it. I just detached. But, but it, it, game, it, Ryan, it's not even that. It's Vincent Company scores a weldy yeah. out of <laughs> out of the blue, and you're like, well, this doesn't even make sense. Like you had Aguero on the pitch, you had all of these ballers, and he scores, and but he scores he a banger. It's not even. Misses a sitter yeah. at the end, honestly. Bro, that, that, it's that dumb stuff. Worst one for me. It was Burnley, like the week before. Burnley. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then. <laughs> City scored a goal because it was about <coughs> that much, that over, much the over the line. Yeah, and I it ended up on that. That that went even though the year where we the, the quad season, I had it because we've been in the situation before. We know you've got to try and earmark a game. We think City's going to drop points, and I looked at Wolves at Molyneux, and I went, "Oh, that's the one. <laughs> that's the mm. one." Molyneux is a tough place to go. Only City game I watched in the running, and KDB scores four, oh. and we win five. One. Guys, got to have half an hour. It's I'm dumb. just watching him it's smack them all. Isn't it? Really? Jeez. He's right foot and he scored a left foot and hat trick. City are on it. Like, it, it, I listen, look, obviously, you know, flaws, you, you'll be able to tell us, like, better, obviously, supporting Manchester United for all these years. We've watched you slap everybody over the past, like, 20, 20 years and that. But I almost feel like City are more inevitable than you guys were back then. Like, even though I feel like you guys were kind of inevitable at a point where it, uh, yeah, Man United are going to win 5-3, even if they, was it 3-0 down or 2-0 down against Tottenham, you end up coming back to win the game, like, stuff like that, Man United were really, really good at, but with City, it's like Top said, man, like, how is yeah, the they, winner scoring they, a hat-trick? They, like, they were inevitable, like, in a, in a different way, that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We yeah, like yeah. to put it in, like, boxing, like, fighting terms, we would knockouts. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we were just lights out. Like you said, we could be 2-0 down, like against Spurs, for example, then win the game 4-5-2, but it was just mm. like... But Tom mentioned it, City passing the ball around for 80 minutes. They're much more methodical. They're death by yeah. a thousand cuts. We just cut your head <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, they will like... they. It is like, it's painful to like, to, uh, to like deal with that. Because like, the way they beat you, like after you lot, like the season that you lot battered us at OT, they beat us the game before. And that was worse than the 5-0 because of the mm. way they did it. You know what I'm saying? Even though it was only 2-0. You lot beat us. Hear what I'm saying? You lot beat us 5. <laughs> they beat us 2. And I'm telling you, the 2-0 was worse than the 5. Because yours, it was yeah, bad. Of course, don't get mistaken, people. So it's like, oh, you coping? No, they were both horrific. But I'm saying the City one was worse because it was just very methodical. Like, like it was a death by a thousand cuts where City, Liverpool just killed us. You know what I'm saying? Send it off. Bam, 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 goals. And then it's over with. 
Whereas these <laughs> lot, like, they could have finished the bar at any point and they, they left us alive kind of thing. That's what the time... So I get the, what you're the, saying. The worst one with City is when, is when you're watching them and you know, you know they're just protecting the team. <laughs> they, they went yeah. them up and they're not even trying anymore. Whereas against against other sides, you can just see them going for the kill. And you feel sorry for the side that they go for the kill for because it just doesn't go up five, six, seven, and they're just yeah. begging for it to stop. And then you, the next week it's 2 0, and it's just the most 10 minutes without the ball going out of play. And for nine and a half minutes, it's in there, <laughs> it's in their possession. Sitting there going, the fuck am I watching? That's See, uh, they're, they're, they're jarring, man. Honestly, I don't know what to, I don't know how you stop these, stop these guys like. In, in this, I mean, so heck, we're, we're hoping the Premier League can stop them because no one else is seemingly trying to trying to stop them on the football pitch. Because otherwise, I just feel like they just even when like it, it is it is even times like now. This is why I don't speak on like, and I don't think anyone here on the panel is anyway. But in a general sense, when I see some fans talking, yeah, no, we're really in for a race, and did it. I'm like, hey, look, I'm not saying we're not in a race. Any like. In terms of points and how you look at the table, yes, right now technically we are we in a race. So is race. Arsenal. We winning the race. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like we might not. Like, I don't think we're going to win that race, but like, yeah, we are in it right as as of this, like as of today's date. But I'm like, you keep underestimating this city team, and you keep saying to them, to people, oh yeah, no, nah, this is their worst season. Oh no, nah, they're playing poorly. Last season, I remember everyone telling me that City were playing poorly. These times. Harlem walked away with fifty odd goals in all competitions, and they won a treble. But somehow that, that was one of their part. worst seasons. Gee, you spot on. I remember those conversations. Remember this one? Mm. Harlem made them worse. That was a yeah. Oh, oh, oh my, yeah. I would love to have someone like that who makes me worse. Oh, I would love that, bro. What to have a striker like that who makes me worse? Calm, let's calm. not forget that. The first two, three months and they wasn't at the city level. And it pays me as a United fan. To, I remember have those conversations. Haaland has made Manchester City worse. Why did they sign him? They was worse with a striker. And then they want to treble and everyone shut up like that wasn't a conversation. That was a legitimate mm. conversation, people. Go back to... Thanks. Even channels on here, over faith, wherever you see from <coughs> G Ryan as well, go to your favorite content creator. Guarantee the first two to three months of the season, from like August to November, that was a conversation. Because Haaland has yeah, made my, and then they went and won a treble. And they were the other funniest for... thing about last season was though, what? it was the Arsenal fans with the naivety. We've, <laughs> yeah. we've been in these we, we, were trying we, to know, tell we know what our, we know what City are gonna do. <laughs> Arsenal fans are in like. Blissful, I don't think I've ever seen them lose out on a proper title race. They always nah. either if they're in a tie race, they either win the title or they'll miss out by like twenty odd points. The reason why we won the title is because we never made it a race. We made sure yeah. we never made that a race. We knew like Fact. if we made it a race, City would just come up. Um, City would just win it because they always do. I've never seen them come out the second best in the title race. It's ridiculous. And the, you know what the worst thing was with the two title races we lost to Pep and City with the final days, I thought, with the two final days, because we had hope in each of them. Brighton go mm. 1-0 up through Glenn Murray, and you're thinking, whoa. And then Villa go 2-0 up with Gerrard and Coutinho, and you're thinking, oh, my days. I, I thought City weren't going to win that game then. I thought it was all on us. I was more scared we were going to fuck it up ourselves because we were struggling against Wolves that day. People forget, mm. but... 
There was almost a sense now, when, of relief when cities when Gundogan put them three to up. I almost felt relieved in a weird way because I was like, okay, City are winning. At least we, at least I can't look back in it. I think we fucked it up ourselves. Do you get what I mean? Mm. That that was now when was when, like, when when City scored that first goal against Aston Villa. Oh, I, I turned to that. my boy. I was like, "Yo, you know they're winning the game now. Like, there's there's yeah. this game's already done. We don't even need to keep because we were flicking between both channels. We were like, oh shit, like you know, Villa two 0 up, Liverpool, and as Ryan said, that we were kind of struggling, and it was like it was like yeah. it was horrible to watch because I was like, we're actually playing shit. And it looks like we're nervous for some weird reason. I'm like, usually we'll take, you know, we'll pack wolves at home. Like, but today, for some weird reason, we're gonna fuck it up. And then they scored that goal. And then when they scored that, I said, yeah, this game's already done, man. Let's just watch the Liverpool game because. And what happened? I blinked. All of a sudden, it's three two to Manchester City. I'm like, well, how does this even make sense? Like, and then we scored a minute later. It was yeah, crazy. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the news didn't get to Salah. He celebrated like he'd fucking won the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Cool. You know what I'm saying? That is, is cool. You know what I'm saying? This is peak, man. I've been there losing title races. That ain't fun. Hey, you like everyone who's locked in, though, continue to run up the likes, people. Run up the likes. We're currently at what you lot saying in the chat there. Yeah, girls up to 50 likes, people. Like, check one, two, one, two. Girls up to 50 likes. Make sure you hit the subscribe button as well. Continue to get your questions in. Keep it Manchester United or Liverpool related as well, people. Any super chats, V1, I see you, I get to as well. And Jacob, I mean, not Jacob Lex. Um, to the title as well. Sorry, big up to Jacob United Spurs of America. I just had to add United into the title. I didn't know what to put. That's how I was like, do Manchester United have any chance of a trophy? No, we don't. Just to clarify. <laughs> but I was like, let's talk about it from a Liverpool perspective. But I had to add us to the title and I didn't know what to add. So I was like, you know what? Boom, let me let me just add my... But no, we don't. We, 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 uh, we really don't. Big up to V1 for the super chat who says, uh, which 11 get into City's all-time best Premier League players? Which... Say this again, V1. Are you talking about like an all-time Premier League or are you talking about a city only? Like, let us know again, V1, and we'll answer this question and we'll get to it. Like, just to clarify what that um, what that is as well. But Ryan, where do you stand on it if you do actually get a DM and a centre-back? Or maybe you think you need more or not all that in January. If you do, let's say you're two points off Manchester City come the 1st of January. Um, I think... In terms of trophies this season, the Premier League's the only one you look at and say, with our team at the moment, we can't win it. I think we should be winning Europa with our mm. team we have right now anyway. We should actually be winning the League Cup because we're the best team in that competition. There's no doubt about it, really, because Arsenal City are out. And we got a, uh, we should be looking to win the FA Cup. But the Premier's the one you look at and think, we are literally just one or two players away from potentially winning it. I don't think we can win it right now. We can maybe take it to maybe March or something, but then I think it'll just get too much, I think, because not having a DM, a, a competent DM. Who, who's, who have you seen who's won a league without a competent DM? Like, let, Let's be honest. It, it's too hard, bro. Like, We'll come unstuck eventually if that happens. We have to just make sure we're in with a... We're close to City by January, which I think we can be, because if you look at our run of fixtures, our run of fixtures are actually favourable up until January. So as long as we don't do any bozo things like the Luton game, we could we should be close at the top of the table still. And then you're looking and think, get a DM in, that should be the priority. Whether the club will do that, I don't know. I don't trust them to do it. Um, but they have to go and get a competent DM in. Who that would be, I don't know, um, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I do agree with the centre-back thing because I think we need to, do, we need to look at someone like... You know, like how Vardy or Anaki play for City, 
in that kind of le- left back slash left centre back role. Mm-hmm. I think we need to look at someone who can fit that kind of role because Robertson, to be fair, I, I think Robertson's had a decent season before he got injured this season. To be honest, going forward, mm-hmm. he's been he's been trash for a while. To be honest, going forward, he's never he's not been the same player for a, at least a couple of years, in my opinion. But defensively, I still think he's he's all right. To be honest with you, so. Um, but I still think we need someone because, like, especially if Robertson gets injured or something and you need to rotate, you can't put Simicast there because he's rubbish in it. So, like, yeah, that's what it is. So, literally, we are only two players away from potentially winning the league, in my opinion, because we got, in my opinion, the best keeper in, not even opinion, the best keeper in the world, the best keeper in the league by absolute far, anyway. Virgil van Dijk looks like he's back. Um, still got good defenders there. I think what's helped is. Matip stepped up this season from last season. Gomez has, has actually been okay this season as well, especially compared to last season. Um, the attacks, obviously, the attack, we all know how good that is. And obviously, we've got players like Soberslai who are playing really well in midfield as well. So the team's definitely there. And then if you get a DM, you can free up the likes of Gravenberch, Soberslai, so, etc. So, yeah, I think we are literally only a couple of plays away from maybe even just one the DM away from potentially winning the league in my opinion so let's see what happens I don't trust the club to get one though so yeah that's that's fair and speaking and yeah that that's fair enough then we'll see what, what indeed happens in January but speaking of your midfield we'll go to you on this G first is in regards to um someone who's I would say he has divided opinion I think that's fair to say McAllister obviously playing our <laughs> position you know what I'm saying um he was bought to the club with not high expectations, but expectations of a certain level. Obviously, winning the World Cup with Argentina, having a good season at Brighton. You lot getting him at a great price as well. But like I said, he has been played out of position because he has been playing as the six. But then others have been critical and said it's not so much the defensive work that's been the issue. It's actually been him on the ball. Where do you stand with McAllister so far this season? Yeah, no, nah, I think he's been very underwhelming as a signing in general. Like, I'm just happy that we spent the 30, whatever it was, 35 million release clause. Because if he cost like 60 million, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think we'd all <laughs> be like wild. screwing. Like, we'd, we'd literally just be screwing our screwing our heads and he'd probably be the flop of the season kind of thing just because of the price tag. But luckily it's low enough to not really be too bothered. I hear the whole he plays in a six thing. I hear it. Like, I understand it. Like, it's not a natural position. But we're acting as if the guy's playing right back. Like he's still playing in a position that he's relatively familiar with. Like yeah. he hasn't, he has played there for um, Brighton before, you know, in various games. Not like he's played there one time randomly when they needed a player. Like he's played there enough times, you know, obviously in a different role, but he's played in there. And for me, I just think it's really more about his all round game in the team. I just think we're just not using him properly. So whether that is moving him further forward, putting him beside someone else, maybe in a double pivot. I don't know what it is, but we're just not seeing the McAllister that I know I've seen before. I've seen this guy and I thought, yo, if Manchester City were able to get this guy, that would have been a better signing than Mateus Nunes because they would have been able to utilise his skills, his strengths, I think, perfectly. But at Liverpool, where we're more of a um, like physicality type of team, we're seeing more of that side from, say, someone like him and Zoboza. Like, like, so when I'm watching them play, I'm like, yeah, you're not really doing anything. And then on top of that, defensively, you're just getting run all the time. Like, it's just not looking good, bypass. you know, for you. Yeah, yeah, bypass, like, all the time. And I'm just like, there's only so much I can keep saying, oh, but yeah, it's not his natural position. I'm like, come on, man. Like, ultimately, remember, the manager keeps picking him there. 
So whatever we think, whether I think he's shit there, the manager blatantly trusts you in that position because he thinks you, out of all the players he could potentially pick, you're the best option in that position. So I expect to see, because you are a quality player, I expect to see a little bit more quality. And right now, we, we just ain't really seeing it, man. You know, it it's early doors anyway. So come the end of the season, we might be sitting there saying, yo, McAllister, man, he is a sick option in that position. But right now, nah, man, like you, you've been kind of dead like this season and you're definitely not a player. Like I'm looking like at the moment where I'm like, you know what? I'd rather have someone else in the, in that position than you. Heck, I would even say, let me even just try Matip in there for a game just to see what that looks like because you're just Jeez. not it at all in any wow. way, shape or form. And you need to be dropped for a little bit because it's unfair to keep playing someone who's not really clicking at the moment when everybody else kind of is. Gravenberch come in, he's in there. Zobozalai come in, he's in there. Like these guys are clicking straight away. You taking a bit of time, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I've got no problems with players taking time to adjust to systems and that. But guess what? I beg you do that in your own time and get someone else in there to play that position so that we can move forward because we ain't, we can't keep moving like Manchester City. What did they do with um, Jack Grealish, man? Brother wasn't really performing that well. It wasn't really in tune. Guess what? You're on the bench. What did we see from the following season? That or like a couple of seasons later or even um, last yeah. season? Jack Grealish, one of the best players for Manchester City towards the, towards the running. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because you need mm. you, you might just need time and that's calm. I've got no issues with that. But guess what? Not on my time, though. If you don't buck up your ideas, you need to hit the bench and we need to get someone else in there and then you can get drip-fed in every now and again and then we can move. But yeah, man, right now he's been underwhelming, bro. Honestly. No. Fair. Same to you, Tom. Same question to you in regards to McAllister and how he's looked. Um... Has he been what we thought we were going to get? No. But am I worried about it? No. I do feel that playing the role he's playing in is having a big impact because you look at him and he was lauded for being one of the best attacking midfielders in the league last season. Mm-hmm. And we're not making him effectively be a defensive anchor at points, which he's just not doing. And I think it's affecting his confidence, which is in turn affecting his all-round game. I look at him and see a player who should be on the left of the midfield three. Mm-hmm. So in the role that Gravenberch has, in the role that Jones has, that's where McAllister should play. And that's where I think he'd excel and probably start week in, week out for us because he's got the skill set for that position. But it comes back to needs must because Thiago Alcantara is dead. No one knows where he is. By chess is just trying to get back uh, to uh, Tom, Tom, he had a baby. Sorry, like, allow him to get a baby. Sorry, yeah, he was pregnant. He was, he, 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 he's been out injured for nine months, so he's pregnant. <coughs> he's, he's, he, and now he's getting fucking maternity leave. So we're gonna we're gonna, not going to have him for another two months. Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. you've got no Thiago, who would probably be playing that position. By chess is probably playing that position. He's not there. I think the most telling thing is the fact that Endo just is not trusted at all. Mm. Not, not a single moment of Endo is trusted. Even in the last game, I don't think he was very good because he was brought into win duels and won one of ten. Not really what I want from a DM. McAllister, McAllister at least wins like two out of ten, three out of ten. Like he, 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 he is slightly better than Crack, but it's not good enough. Beyond that, you haven't got another DM. So he, he's having to fill in needs most. This, this is why when you sit there and ask me, what do I think is needed more than a left centre back or a DM? I think the DM is the most important thing because it frees up all the other players. You'll see a better version of Trent because he's not having to worry about holding. He's not having to worry about protecting someone else. You'll, you might see a bit more of a f- license for freedom in Gravenberg and Soberslai because they know that they've got the protection behind them. So they don't need to, you know, sprint back the whole time. They can 
sometimes pick and choose the moments because they know that if they've got a proper DM there, he'll break up attacks on his own. They might see a little bit more protection from Robertson when he plays again because he doesn't have to worry about the fact that if he gets caught out behind him is a centre mid playing DM who's not really a DM, so he's going to get bypassed. He's got more of a natural DM there who can bail him out. Macas has been the, the thing with him, and the reason why I'm not probably not on his back as much as others. I know that Graven Birch and Sobosla have been better, and I've given you more moments, but I've seen glimpses with McAllister of what he can do. Mm. I've seen enough to just buy the like buy me over until he gets moved further forwards. When he gets moved further forward, my expectations increase and the pressure on him increases because you're in your natural position now. You've got to start. You, you've got to prove that that was just because of like external circumstances. But for now, I, I look at him and go. We've got, we've really got no one else we can play there, so he's passable for now. But it's very clear that he's he's the weakness. I mean, the only other option we've got there at the minute is Curtis Jones, and I like Curtis Jones, but I think McAllister's a better DM man because I think Curtis Jones you think so? lose to. I I think so. I, I think he's more suited to that role. I think Curtis Jones mm. has, has a natural tendency to drift wide. And mm. that's, that's because of how he's played his old career. He's been a left winger and he's been a, a wide attacking mid. So he naturally drifts out wide, which is very good at left centre mid because it frees up players, creates space, allows him to keep the ball. But at DM, I think there'll be moments where he almost, like a dog, just starts chasing the ball, starts ball watching, and in the position that is so important for discipline against a team like a City or an Arsenal, they would kill us, in it, especially because they've got such good tens. Odegaard would feast in the space that Curtis Jones could leave. McAllister doesn't leave space. McAllister just can't win the tackles. <laughs> I, it, it, I imagine, like, if Curtis Jones is there, it, it, if you're up against Martin Odegaard, I'm just going to use his name as an example. Yeah. Curtis Jones can deal with Odegaard when he gets the ball, but he can't stop the ball getting to Odegaard. McAllister can mm. stop the ball getting to Odegaard, but if he, if he doesn't stop it, then Odegaard is not going to pull him. Yes, it, 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 it's a psychostyle that's a fire analogy. That that's why it's like it, 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 it's a it, it's not the best situation to be in, which is why I'm really looking at it and going, Stefan Bajetic when he comes back, hopefully it's soon. But you know, he might have been fucking pregnant like Thiago is. He's not being seen for like four months now. Oh my God. Oh my if he comes back, he can be the DM because I'd soon just let him develop in that position with some actual experience around him than. Keep trying to shoehorn players in, mm. but the DM has to be bought. And yeah. whoever it is, it, it, I mean, like, there's this Andre fella from Brazil, there's probably about six different Brazilian youngsters who apparently we now got a fetish for buying because we're just scouting all them. Someone clearly got the world scouting package on FM so that the South South American market's got all these wonder kids. So <laughs> I'm trying to buy all them. I've got Palinha from Fulham. I don't even, I don't, I don't even want Palinha, but if he's like 45 million, I might just do it. I might just do it mm. because I think it you just need to get something in. He's not mm. what I want because I want a younger one who can grow with the rest of the midfield. But in a needs must situation, I take Palinia for, for a year or two and then sell them on to Saudi because they, they'll just buy whoever you want. But I don't think we can end the season with McAllister starting DM because I think that will do a lot more damage to him in terms of confidence and in terms of, you know, feeling at the club mm. than it would do, you know, helping the team out. No, first, because you mentioned there uh, Paulino. So is it just the age thing? Why you don't want Paulino? Or is it like, yeah, also, I, I, oh, it's just I, I, I quite like how he plays. I, I'm a bit crude in the sense that if my DM just runs around kicking people, I'm all for that. 
Uh, I think that's all I mean to them. It's just the fact that he's he's going to be 29. So like uh, we're, we're going to have Sobersly going to 25, McAllister going to 26, Gravenbech going to 23, and then Polini's 32, and you've got to replace him. And you don't know what the DM market really going to look like then. Whereas if you buy a younger one who's in that same age profile, you just get to grow them all together. You get they get chemistry, you get some mold, everything, which is I think the most important thing for the Liverpool team. When you can't spend like City can, when you're not going to match them financially, you have to find all the little difference makers. And for us, that's always been momentum and chemistry. So if we can build the, the, these chem, this chemistry in this midfield, that will be a difference maker in the same way that for me this season, we have to go far in all the cups. I know people start saying, oh, but then what about fatigue? All our best seasons have come when we went far in at least one cup competition, whether that be the Champions League or the FA Cup. All our best seasons on the top have come when we went far because it builds momentum. Fatigue, players don't feel tired when they win. That, that's the big thing. Mm. Players felt tired last season because they were getting spanked by Wolves and Brighton. They didn't want to play. I didn't want to play. I didn't want to watch it. I, I felt tired watching <laughs> it. This year, though, I could watch it at lows because we're winning. There's no fatigue. There's no tiredness. Do you want for the quad? <coughs> before games. But I, I couldn't say I, it never felt like 64 games because when you're winning, it's just it, it's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. So if we want to achieve what we can achieve this season, you bring in your DM and you go far on the competitions because you have to. And hopefully at the end of the season, we get to see Tiago off with at least one more appearance because I'm sick of it. I, I, I can't wait for them. Talk about it. I've, 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 I've had enough of injury prone <laughs> fields in the football club. I've had Naby Keita stinking it up for six years. I've had Thiago Alcantara teasing me. I say he's 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 a, he's a cock tease. He's a, he's a strip tease. He, he, he lures it in with such good performances. You, you watch him dominate midfield, and he's out for three months, and he's sitting there going, "Come on!" And then I, I had to go back to watching Henson last year. You know, it's like it's like dangling the carrots. I'm I'm like that stupid little rabbit that's chasing the carrots, dangling just out my reach. I watched I watched Thiago for a month, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And I had to watch Henson performance, sting it up. And now I don't even get to see him. Now that we've got a competent midfield, I don't even get to see him. Like, what have I done wrong to be punished? I don't even get to see him with some decent midfielders. And now his contract's up at the end of the season until I've given him a new one. No, he's the no. third highest paid player. And he plays less minutes than our fourth choice left back, who I didn't even know existed. But apparently he does. And he's played less minutes. So how can Jeez. we how can we reward that? Just go yeah. let him get his bag in Saudi. Go go let him be some Saudi doctor's problem. I've had enough. I've had enough. He, he he can be that one that you know got away, but he never got away. He just kept getting fucking hamstring injuries or hip injuries, like an old woman. You know, you you, you know, I said like an old woman. You know, like with someone like Tiago, I'm so it's dumb, yeah, because what Tom said is actually true, but yeah. it's dumb. The one time Liverpool go out and say, "Now nah, we're gonna buy like a world class player," you know, someone who's at the top of their game right now, mm-hmm. and they're gonna come to Liverpool. And then we get Thiago just coming off the back of a Champions League winning season, you know, best midfielder, you know, in that season, you know, we know how good he is in a general sense. And the one time we decide to do it, it, it turns out like this. You know what I mean? So that, so it, it, it brings up the clamour for saying, no, nah, I'd rather go out and sign, you know, the Gakpos and the, the Diazes and, you know, let's, let's just keep signing those kind of guys because, you know, at least if they develop or don't develop, it, it's not really too bad of a situation. But, you know, when really we could have been easily signing some of these top class players, but now it's almost like the club might see that and be like, mm, I don't know now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe we don't go out and sign these kind of... Obviously, Thiago's might just might be an exception to the rule, but... Mm-hmm. I was so gassed when we signed Nick. I was like, 
nah, like we never usually go out and buy these kind of players. Like it's usually someone who you you know of, but we know we're waiting three years for this guy to be a sign, and then we can obviously go from there. Like him being a world class player, we actually signed the one of, if not the best midfielder that season. You know, the following season. So to then see that he's had this injury list, yeah, Tiago, sick as you are, you definitely need to go at the end of the season. I cannot see you again next season like it's pointless it's so pointless it's Ryan, you, you echo that in regards to Thiago not getting a new deal because of his injury oh yeah like I'm a you know me I'm a massive Thiago fan in it I've been for years even when he was at Bayern but like being a cater yeah, fan he just teases yeah, you yeah, yeah. he needs to go he, need, he does need to go I agree but he definitely needs to go but it what makes it even more comfortable is like when I think about I was gassed when he joined by the that's the most gassed mm. I've ever been about signing for sure like it definitely <laughs> was Same. but when you look back at it, he has played some games, but when you look back at it, with the exception of the season we almost won the quad, which I admit, when he played that season, he was unbelievable, Like in my opinion. He was unreal that season when he played. Whenever In the other seasons where he has actually played for us, so first half of last season and second half of the season in his first season, let's be honest, he hasn't been that great, in my opinion. I'll, I'll be honest mm. with you. I don't think he's been that great, with the exception of the season we almost won the quad. Where he was, great. he's had more bad seasons than good seasons at Liverpool. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and it's that's it's mad. when you know the quality of him. I, I remember people saying mm. last season he's having a up until he got injured. He he's having a good season. He's playing really well. I don't I don't think he was. I don't think he was playing well. He just looked really good next to Henderson and Fabinho and Elliot in midfield because he's miles the better. He's a miles better player than all of them. He just looked better compared to those guys. But actually, he wasn't playing that well, in my opinion. So I do feel like people overgas it with Thiago at times this time here when he has played because I think he's only had one season where he genuinely put in really, really good guy. performances for us. He looks so. don't get me wrong, he looks good. Watching he looks good. It, it, mm. it, when he comes back and he does that little fucking like shimmy turn when he goes, whoa, and then oh, yeah, someone. Yeah. Then best yeah. believe I'm best believe I'm asking for a new three year deal just so I can see that. <laughs> but logic will step in though. I've seen that once all season. I've seen that once. Hmm. He was supposed to be back. At the start of pre-season, he got the surgery in April. I mean, it's all start of pre-season, he'll be back. He'll use pre-season to rehabilitate, and then he'll be there. And the big thing I was told this summer, oh, you can't sell him. I was going, Saudi when he's there, if we can get 20 mil for him, I'm taking that. We make a profit on him. Mm. How would we make a profit? If that's Saudi when he's there, you take it. I'm going, no, no, you don't want to sell him. He can, he can mentor the young players. Mentor them from where? FaceTime. And the, yeah, and yeah, yeah, real talk. Real What's the talk. What mentoring is he going to be doing while he's... Here's, here's how you don't recover from a hip injury. Here's how you constantly get injured by your cultural return. There's no mentoring there. And the one player he was supposed to mentor, Stefan Bajcetic, he is mentoring from the hospital bed. So you know what? Next time Stefan Bajcetic gets injured, he'll have the best rehab programme because he's been told how to do it from Thiago, a perennially injury-prone player. But we won't... It's fucking irrelevant for us. Right now, he's on 200 grand a week. And his last, his last start for Liverpool Football Club was January. Was it the Wolves team? Right. Well, January was the last time he, he January played. January was his last start for Liverpool. He, he made three sub appearances mm. in like April. But he, 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 do you know how bad it got fun? He couldn't <coughs> even displace Curtis Jones. He couldn't displace Curtis Jones. And this, was, this was at the start of the Jones run. This was before the Jones hype really started to build up. This was Thiago. Like we all just thought Jones is in there until Thiago is back. And he couldn't displace him. And then he got done his hip and was out for the rest of the season. And now I would much rather play Curtis Jones than Thiago. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of him. 
I know he will blow me back in with good performances because he always does. But I have to. This is where you know logic and heart have to separate. I cannot justify giving him a new deal because next year he will get injured again. And next year, I'll be in the same position because the one thing this club will do if they give Thiago a new deal is say, no, you're not starting on the midfielder because you've got Thiago. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, no, no, I, 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 I don't need to buy a new door. I'll just sell a tape this one together. The sell tape, the sell tape struggles all together. But we sell it together. It, it's, it's still a door. When the sell tape falls off and the door splits in two again, what do you do then? You get another piece. No, you go and buy a new door. But this football club doesn't do that. This football club doesn't do it. We, we don't sell the door and then buy the new one. So, you know, we get a little bit out of this one. And when it's done, we can, you know, put the new one. No, we just sell the door. It breaks again. We've run out of sell now. We're just going to keep shoving it in. We're just going to keep shoving it in the frame. It, it doesn't fit. It's so broken. The door's not open anymore. It's squeaked. It's there because you're not buying a new door. That's all this football does. It's a joke. It's only when the door actually gets blown over that's when we think, oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe we should buy a new door. door. Like, maybe we should get a new door. Because like, I, I don't think this one's working anymore. You're like, bro, like we told you about this door like four years ago. Like, Why didn't you change it? You missed a step. They get the baby gate first. So they've got a baby gate in the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put the baby yeah, gate yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're no, right. Where did they put this is what uh, Klopp, no, but Klopp does this, bro. Flawless, flawless. I'm telling you, Klopp does this. There's summer last summer where that is you know, funny. The baby gate is leading me. Sorry, go on, right? No, uh, Klopp does it himself because you know the season where we didn't get a midfielder in that summer. We got Arthur Mello on deadline day. We only yeah, so yeah. we almost got too too many rejected us basically. So Klopp's yeah. all summer like, oh, we don't need a midfielder. Why do we need a midfielder? All of a sudden, the season starts. Thiago gets injured. We start getting injuries. And a week before the window ends, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. We need a midfielder. <laughs> it took him injuries to realise it, bro. Like, this is what he does as well. He's a problem in this as well when it comes to stuff like that. Honestly. Arthur really was the baby gate. He really was. <laughs> oh, he, you, know, you know how you know he was? You know, you know, that's what I'm saying. Now, what Tom's saying is actually spitting. You know how you know he was the baby <laughs> gate? The baby because obviously... Gate. If you put the baby gate over the over a door frame, yeah, obviously it's not gonna do anything. Like it's anyone could just walk over that like no tomorrow. Arthur never played for 13 minutes, so he was useless anyway. Like he would just be in there. It's it's like if we bought you, you you get the door and you get it in a box. And we put the box in the door frame instead. The door frame, yeah. we put the box in there instead. Oh, it, it's got a picture of the door. It's got a picture of the door on the front of it. So if you're miles away, it, oh my God, they put the door in there. The, the, door. Door. The, the box falls over. The box falls over. There's nothing there. The baby gate's there. And he's sitting there going, oh, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> was the baby gate. He was as well. Yo, that's bad funny. the analogy. Oh, Jesus. So speaking you know, of that, you know what's frustrating yeah, go on, go on, about right. Thiago, go though, at the moment? Yeah, go on. Go, go. You look at Klopp apparently he's trying to play this DM kind of foot, you know, ball playing DM. You know, Thiago's actually the perfect profile for that role. <laughs> We've actually got the perfect profile for that role at our own club. But like, he's the perfect profile for the three games he plays before it's the hamstring or the hip yeah. or, the, or ankle the ankle hip. or the groin or the fucking who knows what the foot, the arm, the fucking eyeball. Before something goes. You get three games where you're like, oh my god. It's like there was a weird room in the summer that we wanted Verratti. We would have had 60 I remember minutes. That. The, the, the 60 <laughs> minutes we would have got in a whole season of Verratti and Thiago playing together would have been the most beautiful midfield football. Oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. would have been exceptional for that 60 minutes, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see the point in it. Like, I, genuinely, it's got to the point now where I reckon Thiago is back around February, March time. Probably. 
if we're not in the title race, if I, if if we're ten points off City and there's no way back, I'm not playing them. Fuck that! I just give them minutes to the youngsters, <laughs> let them develop. I, yeah. I don't need to play Thiago no, and have you warm me into a false sense of security and make me sit there and go, if only you didn't have hamstrings that blew up every five minutes or hips that still rotated like a proper humans do. Like, and the hip one is the most crap. He's caught out the hip injury. He said he's going to have these hip injuries, and we sat there and went, oh. Let's just keep. Oh, he's got a hip injury. You thought he was saying it two years ago. Oh, my hips are going to give him one day because of the way I play. And we sit there going, Oh my god, he's got a hip injury. And we're not going to manage it, right? What we've tried to bring him back from injury three times. He's got injured every single time. It doesn't make sense. He gets more injured. He gets injured more in training than he does the matches, bro. Literally. And I think I've heard Thiago Alcantara's had a setback in training. Honestly, I've heard that so many times over the past like three years, bro. God, he's, he's, having a bro, he's having a fucking Mario Kart. I just, bro, like, like, it, it, it doesn't it, make sense. You you wouldn't even know it, notice this, Flores, because at the end of the day, obviously, you'll be looking at it thinking when he's played. So yeah, you might know, yeah. obviously, you'll know he's been injured and stuff like that. Yeah, blah, that's blah, it, blah, blah, blah. In, in, why he was injured and how bro, it's because you might know details because you're paying more attention to it. Yeah, yeah I get that. Bro, it, it, it's like, it, it, listen, everything Tom and Ryan have said, like, there's nothing I can even really add to it, man. It's just, mm. it starts to get embarrassing even just for him because I'm just like, you know, you just look bad in this whole situation as well. Like, as well as Klopp too and the management and the staff and the way that we handle it. Everyone looks bad in this whole situation because we're not talking about like a Bayatechic where you're like, He's so young that at the end of the day, you could just put it down to, oh, you you know, you, it's too much too soon, but you don't know how good he's going to be anyway. So you can maybe chalk it off potentially, you know, later on down the line. Could be a Jack Rodwell situation where he was good and then, you know, all, all, then it you know, turned out to be kind of kind of dead after the injury. But with, with Thiago, you're like, bro, you're actually good. So you've been injured this much. Surely the club have got to look at things and start thinking to themselves, we've got to have a better way of dealing with this man. But... Unfortunately, yeah. listen, look, when we've employed Cater and Ox, I don't feel like the club are making good medical, you know, Klopp acts yeah, like he's got a PhD in in yeah. in in science and medical science because he keeps telling us, yeah, don't worry, you know, he's going to be back in, you know, X, Y, Z time. As soon as that time comes, Firmino was supposed to be out last season for a couple of games. I fully remember him saying Firmino being out for a few games or whatever it was. I didn't see Firmino for time, like for time, time. And I was like, well, that doesn't even make sense because you told oh, me he was coming back. Like this yeah, PhD that you, you acquired, you need to, bro, you need to go to, I need to check what school you got that at or what university you went to, car. It's not really yeah, popping at the moment, bro. You know, you've got like the, the players that don't get injured and the players that are injury prone, but most squads have a squad that is made up of the middle group. You'll have one or two exceptions either way, but it's mm. mostly, you know, they can pick up a knock or two a season. We have zero players who fit into that category. You're either injury prone or you never get injured. So you play all the time. That's how it is. True, true. Mm. You're either Salah or you're Thiago. Like, there's, there's no like middle. <laughs> yeah, there's that's no true. middle. It's actually true. I, I just wish we could true. have like a, a core group of players who miss four games a season. You yeah. either miss none or 17. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's why, like you said, that middle group of, of players. And G, you mentioned it, and that was going to be my next question as well. How much do you put, like, obviously, we started talking about McAllister and now we're speaking about Thiago. How much do you put it on Klopp and the recruitment in the summer? Because it looked blatantly obvious with the Shabazz like McAllister signings, etc., that you lot needed a defensive midfielder. You lot needed a centre-back of some sort. So how much do you put that on those two? Because if you had got those two positions, yes, you did. Um, going for Kaiseido or Lavio, but didn't manage to get either of them. So, where do you stand with that? 
again, like I said, man, it goes back to what I mentioned when we are when you asked at the beginning about the do we need a DM and da 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 da. I'm I think we need a DM. Like I'll, I'll just categorically say that now. We do need a DM, and I do think it's relatively important. But I feel like the way that Klopp wants to play, I don't feel like that's at the top of his to do list. Like I don't feel like he's looking at that position and thinking. I need because obviously the DM that we're talking like Tom just named Paulinho kind of mm. thing. I don't feel like he's looking for that type of guy though. Like I'm not saying mm. we sign someone like him, but I would, I would, I'm like Tom, I would love to have someone like Paulinho just for mm. like a couple of seasons, then let by Tetrich potentially then come in after those, you know, two Did seasons you see the of Paulinho nurturing under thing. What was what? it? Um that um Pletty goal who's really good with Bayern news, because obviously Bayern have been really in for Paulinho, obviously. He said that Fulham mm. have apparently signaled that. They'll be willing to let Paulinho leave for less than 30, 30 to no, is it was it fifty to sixty million euros? So that's about maybe 30, 40 million quid or something. So for like well, then maybe Tom's maybe Tom's price might we might be touching that price that Tom don't mind us. Yeah, you know I mean signing him for it. And I don't if, I wouldn't if he's mind. 40 million, go for it, but no and all of them will go for some twenty three year old centre mid who will try and force it. You know, you know what we'll go for? We'll go for the Emery Chan we bought in 2015. Oh. That's the type of player we'll mm. go for. A centre yeah. who, who's got all the physical capabilities to be a DM. But being a DM now isn't about, you know, how you build. It's about this pass. And yeah. our scream, look we play yeah. in this part has been very hit and miss. Because for every Diogo Jossi you sign, who was a brilliant, you know, got a brilliant footballing brain, you've got a Darwin Nunes who is better when he doesn't use his footballing brain. So would we sign a midfielder who's good with his brain and has the physical capabilities or are we going to go for... We'll, we'll sign someone with a deficiency. We always sign someone with a yeah. deficiency. And I just... I, I wonder what deficiency it's going to be. We've already got... Our, <laughs> I said I wonder what deficiency. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, like th- there's like three horsemen. You either sign a player who's got no brain, a player who's got no durability, or a player who's got no ability. We'd like this one. Mm. We'd like the no durability one. I'm sick of it. I would actually much rather have someone with no brain because at least he can entertain me for a little bit. At least Yeah, you basically would just be a Darwin Nunes. Yeah, it's true. A couple of things that I quite like. Whereas yeah. the player with no ability, Jürgen Klopp could probably just, you know, batter them into shape in two years and get something out of them. But we just have a fetish for the, the you know, no durability. So they just tease you, they lure you in, and then you get injured. And you sit there, back at step one, with crap players you don't want to play. This Thiago thing is really, you, you really got to be in your body about this stuff. Yeah, go on, the floor's yours, my guy. I've had, had it with Casey for years. And all that ends up happening, you buy, you buy these replacements, you buy these players. So you buy, you, let's say you buy Thiago to replace uh, Wijnaldum. And then Wijnaldum ends up playing more the next season because Thiago was injured. He ends up playing yeah, more and you've bought a replacement for him because you you can't replace him because he's, he's <coughs> injured. Whoever we buy for DM has to at least, at least be fit. I don't care if they're not, you know, as good as a Rodri or as good as a Rice or, you know, if their ability mm. level isn't even like as good as a Caicedo or something. But if they're fit, I can at least get something out of that. I can at least... Mm. Let you have six months to try and get better, rather than. That's why the I, endo. That's why yeah. the endo stuff is a bit, is a bit, is a bit mad because endo is fit like all the time. Would you like, man rather just really see can, endo play there? Would you man rather see endo nah, play there? Because endo's that bad. He's not good. Oh, so he's that bad. Okay, I'm I don't mind. I don't mind. And like, I want to see what endo does for a few games. You, you know what no, endo no, is. 
Endo, Endo is the Henderson we had last season. You know the player whose legs have gone? Well, that they're starting to fade, and you can so clearly mm. see it. When you bring Endo on for the last 20 minutes, he looks at play, he looks, you know, like, you know, at speed with the game. But mm. that's a problem because he should be, you know, a step ahead of the game because he's only playing 20 minutes. The rest have played 70. When yeah. he starts a game, he looks off the pace because they're just quicker than. I think he's a very smart footballer. He's got his own mm. podcast. Like he runs his own fucking oh, team does, yeah, thing. Yeah. Like what do you do? Big well done to you. What what's your analysis of been the past couple of weeks? Your crap performance against Toulouse, your crap performance against Brentford, and then just oh like, like a compilation of you sitting on the bench looking good for the camera. Uh, you're too slow when you come on. Just, he's just so not physically, you're just saying he's just physically just doesn't have it. That's what it is. He's, yeah, he's, he's a yard he's slow. Okay. Every time that a midfielder comes at him, mm. he's a second late to the tackle or wow. he doesn't read it quick enough. So you see him, he sticks that leg out and then his leg is where the ball was. It's not where it is now. Whereas mm. the DMs that you need, they, they get to the ball quicker. They mm. win the battles, they win the duels. Endo was a player that was a gamble. Because we missed out on two. And what we should have done is binned Endo off and spent and delved a little bit more into the kitty to 40 or 50 and go buy a natural DM. You can still sign Graven Birch, but you go and buy a better, younger DM. Mm-hmm. I don't buy into the belief that there was no one else available on the market. Nah, yeah, was. Yeah, I think yeah, that's definitely a myth. That's a whole just because there's no, you know what it was with there, Endo. This is what oh, I right. think went on is that the club was just desperate, and after what happened with Caicedo and Lavia, them essentially missing out on both, they just both chose. Bear in mind, Liverpool agreed fees with the clubs for both of them. They agreed a fee <clears> with Lavia. They tried to lie about it, but they did. Um, but obviously, those two players decided to go to Chelsea. Liverpool then panicked, in my opinion, and went right. We'll just go for someone who's a DM. So we can say we signed a DM who is easy to get. So it'll be easy to negotiate a fee with the club and the player will have absolutely no issues in coming to the club. There'll be no issues with him choosing someone else or someone like that. So that's why I think they went for Endo because he would just he would be just so easy to get. And at least they can say then, oh, we got at least we got a DM, you know, you know, Japanese captain, etc. experienced player. That's what I think. And they tried to and you know, they tried to portray it as a great sign, which we all know. I'd never even heard of the guy when we signed him. I was on holiday in Barcelona. I saw it. I was like, who? I had to check Fabrizio Romano's <laughs> account was real, bro. I had to check. Do you know how bad it was? Fabrizio, every single tweet he put out about the signing was like, shocking signing for Liverpool. Surprise signing. I've never seen yeah. him speak like that before. I've never seen yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, that's when that's I knew. That's, that's when I knew. Every single, every single moment he had, it was like, surprise, move by Liverpool. Shocking move by... And I'm sitting there going, lad, you didn't need... Endo probably doesn't even believe it. He reckons his mate should yeah. up when ah uh, fucking is is a prank mate. That and, and, and we didn't even get him on alone. Like, yeah, you exactly. You could have bought Douglas Luiz. You could have bought Douglas Luiz. I say Douglas Luiz tomorrow. I'll be honest. You could have bought. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. You could have bought. You know, he was more expensive, but Sheck the corner. You could have bought Matt Weaver from final. There's probably Championship DMs I'd have over Endo because at least they've got something in terms of growth, in terms of room. Endo is not going to improve. This is I think he could be gone in the summer. I think he could go in the summer. Even though he signed a four-year contract, which I don't even know why they gave him that. So you feel like it's a Minamino type of situation where our shirt sales in Japan must be immense. You know, he's the captain of the Japanese national team. We oh, must yeah, have some banging sales out there. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. 
But no, but why can't we? Why can't we get like Man United had like a G Song Park and that? You know, someone who was a bit of a dope player as well. Like, why can't we get these guys? We had our bad you know ones, man. Dong Fang Zoo. We had our bad ones, man. Dong Fang Zoo. Yeah. You know I'm saying for those that remember that old enough, you know what I'm saying. Like Dong Fang Zoo, we had G Song Park, unsung hero. Oh, do, do you still remember the um, the conspiracy that happened when we first bought Minamino? Um, he only start he, he only started three league games for us in his first twelve months, and he rolled twelve thirty kickoffs. So the belief was we bought Takumi Minamino and only played him in those games because it was prime time viewing in Japan. So we get all the viewers in, in Japan watching watching Liverpool games and buying Liverpool shirts. Hey, the fact that someone hey. put that together and figured that out is jokes. Mind you, did look good for Salzburg when they played against us in Champions League. I'll yeah, bro, for Salzburg, I was like, oh, no, nah, he's all right, you know. Like, I, he's I, all right, I, you know. Obviously, I wanted Harlem, but, like, I thought he was okay. And then he but, gets but, to Liverpool, and I was no, like, no, you but, are but, dead. This, this is the thing, though, this is the thing. Their front four that game was Sabostai, Harlem, Kwanki Chan, and Minamino. Yeah. We bought the waste mm. one. We did. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I would have preferred Hangui Chang. I actually would have preferred him. We ended up buying another one, right. but like still, like, even like Pat and Dacker was on the bench. He would like mm-hmm. he was banging in goals at Salzburg. He was actually all right at points for Leicester. We bought the worst one, and pe- and it was literally just because he was seven mil, and we never played him. Mm. He did help us win a couple of cups, though. To be fair to him, I'll give him credit for that. He helped us win a couple of cups. But then when it came to crunch time, Klopp said, yeah, we don't need you for these big boys. Oh, finals, yeah, no, we're yeah, going to yeah, put yeah, you straight. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was deep. I was like, that's kind of deep. the early stages of the competition. <laughs> yeah. Like, Norwich away in that line. <laughs> it was FA Cup third round. That was his, that was his round. He'd score FA Cup fourth yeah, round. Yeah, yes, Carabao Cup third round. Yeah, yeah. He started the Carabao Cup semi-final against Arsenal because we are there. Oh, he was ass. Mane and Salah Afcon. He dropped the single worst attacking performance of the he season. He missed an open goal. Mm. Missed an open goal in the 90th minute. And then the, the return leg, he didn't even play. We played 17-year-old Kai Gord Kate instead Gordon. because Minamino was that bad. Yeah, like, I remember that game. I went to that game. That was such and a then, and then you, have, you have people there. You have people on Twitter and on podcasts and stuff going, oh, let's start them in the final. Let's start them in the final. I want to give him sympathy start in a final. <laughs> what a fucking charity FC. I just I just remember watching Kyle Gordon, yeah, the Emirates, and I remember sitting there thinking, I feel sorry. Obviously, we all play football, like we all play football, and you know you can see like a clear difference with someone who's so young, so frail, up against like, and remember like you, you're up. I'm, he's not even like Martinelli's the Sackers. These guys ain't like 29, 30 years old. Like they're just like a few years older than him, yeah, yeah. and they look they look more like ready. football Premier League ready players. And I looked at yeah. Kyle Gordon, I was like. Bro, if we was playing on Sunday, man, you might even get your legs chopped down, you know. Like, so I, I Lord knows what these guys are gonna do to you on the pitch, and you could see there was a difference. But even then, I was like, that's mad. If Klopp's not even want, willing to really play a Minamino or have Minamino, you know, in these kind of games, where really this is where this is to be your bread and butter. I'll be real, but you know, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Honestly. Just yeah, we are gonna close out shortly. People continue to run up the like scales to. Sub- hit the subscribe button as well. We're still free short of 50 likes, man. 50 likes roll to 9,000 subscribers on the channel <coughs> as well. And Tom, I wanted to ask you the same thing as well. I asked you in regards to the summer window. We've been talking about the midfielders. Do you put that on Klopp and the recruitment that you didn't go and get a defensive midfielder? You listed off numerous names there. So is that on them? You look at it and go, why did you not do this? Yeah, I, I think they should have done that. I, I think... I know they wanted this Andre fella, and now that's up in the air because Fulham could beat us. With, like, it, I I just don't see why you were waiting. I don't know who you were waiting on if you were waiting because 
anyone that you could possibly be waiting on, you could have got in the summer. And I don't see why. That one thing this club likes to do is let a player go elsewhere, see them develop into the player that we knew they were going to be, and then spend like three times what they originally cost, and then go, oh, it's a good sign in that. Buy them in the first place, now let them learn under you. Take the gamble, but trust yourself. Like I, I just don't see why we avoided doing it. I get why you're wasting on Graven Birch, fantastic player. Better than I thought he would be. Uh, there was a lot of doubts about Graven Birch. Is his attitude right? He's been brilliant, can't fault him. Sabas Live, fine. McAllister, fine. Endo is, is the sort, is, you know, the, the, the black sheep, the black swan, whatever it is. I don't know why he couldn't have just got a Douglas Louise. He, he was 25. That fits in with the age profile. He's one year older than McAllister. Mm. He can play that DM role, but he's not that, you know, rigid DM that, you mm. know, we might not want it. He's more of a flexible. He can do that rotation thing, which we apparently want to do. If you want to go for a bit more of a traditional one, tw- go back to Aston Villa and go get Kamara, 23. Mm. Bit more of a traditional DM, but it cost like 50 mil. I just don't see why we avoid it because now all you're going to do is next season, everyone knows what we need. Last season, you could snuck the DM in because you needed a whole midfield rebuild. So teams weren't really going to price it out. Mm. Going into this summer, we go for the DM. Everyone's just going to go, you need this DM. It's not like you can just go out and get You need this one. So we're going to bump up the price. So I just think we missed the boat there unless there's a release clause player somewhere because apparently you've got a fetish for them ones now. We just like, who wants to transfers, release clause, FC. That's, that, that's, that's because Schumacher can't, can't negotiate. All, so he just resorts to release clauses. That's the only reason why. The guy can't negotiate. So like... Yeah, but to be fair, when we have negotiated, we end up paying £150 million for a player who didn't, didn't even want to join us. That's true. So we, we just got pure egg on our face then. And now that Steven, saga was them. I don't think Schmack could negotiate. Go on, Tom. Billy Hogan. Did, did you want to get this yeah, off your chest? Kai, go on, Kai, say no, yeah. go on, get to it. Go on, <laughs> I don't know your full thoughts on this. It was, it, it, it was the way it dragged on. But, like, mm. we got told on the Friday morning, he told no, he said no. But you get to the Saturday, and nothing's moved, and now there's, oh, can Chelsea even afford it with FFPs that's going on? you got... All these fucking you get an Ecuadorian journalist come out of fucking here, there, everywhere. You've got like 15 followers, and you're going, Oh my god, he's from Ecuador, he, he's got an inside source. And then Saturday <laughs> night, you get the um, the news come through that John W. Henry's flying into London, flying in to watch the the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge. And you're going, Oh, John's seen it, John's lost his head, John means business now. And he comes in, and all he, all he does is when he lands and watches the game is goes to the FA and goes, Chelsea are nasty, don't let them do that. Okay, we'll go and then. Doesn't actually step in and try, you know, convince Caicedo any other way. No, we just let them have Caicedo. And then we have to, you know, it drags on again. You go, oh, right. Well, and it's the whole, oh, Chelsea are waiting for Liverpool to pull out so, you know, they can bid lower. And we're going, no, no, stick in there. They must be struggling. They must be, they, they can't afford it. And then we pay it eventually. So then we go, tails between our legs back over to Lavia. And he goes, no, fuck off. And we go, oh, okay, well, we didn't even want you anyway, lad. <laughs> End of, <laughs> how the fuck have we ended up in this situation? In the space of yeah. in the space of 72 hours, <laughs> I went from on top of the world at, on that Friday morning because it, it yeah, everyone's sitting Ornstein, Romano, you're sitting there going, Oh my god, we've done it, we've, we've beaten them to it, and then on the Tuesday I'm going. Who the fuck's Endo? And I'm watching Japan football on, on YouTube with a 1.5k view comp of Wataru Endo highlights, watching him play for Urasaka Red Diamonds. I'm sitting there going, this is this is the man. This is what we're going for. 
the only the only redeeming factor of him was he won a Champions League in Asia. Yeah, he won with Uro Red Diamond. So so we had that. We had the Champions League winner. I wish I could see any semblance of that, but we didn't have it. That Caicedo one just oh, it was the way it dragged on. If they did just you know on the Friday morning they go, oh, it's Chelsea's under fifteen million bid. I go fine. Look, it, 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 it is what it is. The fact Friday nothing. Saturday, nothing. Sunday, nothing. Mm, it was the Monday. And I was sitting there going, oh, they can't afford it. They're going to have to pull out. They're going to just settle for Lavia and then fucking dagger. And he's not even been that good. That's the thing. He's not even been that good. He's not even been that good. But it's just that dopamine rush of seeing Michael spending £110 million on a footballer. I was yeah, all for it. I was all for it. And then we didn't even get him in the end. And Definitely. now we're stuck with fucking Endo and McAllister trying to shoehorn themselves into the role. And you're just watching it going, if only we'd signed a fucking DM. Or I I think we should have let him go, and I'm glad we did. But if you didn't like 90% of the DMs on the market, wait a season and just keep Fabinho. Yeah, for real. That Saudi money ain't going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. At worst, it goes from 40 to 30 if he has another bad season. If he has a good season, you're getting 60. You can pass him off as 60. And if he's got the legs around him, maybe you see a better version of him. Who knows? But in, instead, we just sort of... We we plugged two holes. I, I, I liken it to... You, you're sorting your house. So you've got to paint the walls. you got to put... you got to fix the window. you got to put in the furniture. We put in some fantastic furniture, some top-line top furniture. Got to paint the walls, cover the holes brilliantly. State, you know, lovely paint. It looks brilliant. Now I'm looking and I'm going... I like spent all my money, it's looking good this. And I sit back on my new furniture and then the wind starts blowing in my face because I forgot to fix the fucking window. I spent all my money on everything else. The baby gate's still there. That's what I was going to The baby gate's there. The window was broken. I'm sitting there going... <laughs> I'm, I'm, try, I'm, I'm now trying to go, right, can I, can I, can I put some blinds on it and just hope that stops the draft? No, it's not going to do it. Just, just go and spend the money and buy your new window. But no, when I'm waiting because apparently there's some new window model next year that we want and it's going to be very good. And you know it, it, it's going to fit in everything. Like, you can't tell me there wasn't ADM. This is I say level that can help us this season available on the market. Who is at least mm. you? Like I don't care if you got to go to the back house of fucking Portugal or, or Belgium or you or, could. Or, there was DMs out there you could have got or, or, like, or Holland or something. You like trying to do? I agree Instead, with that. Instead, you want to even about Endo? We he was in relegation battles with Stuttgart. He's left and now the fucking thing. They get nosebleeds from yeah, our which, local which table, is, yeah, which is mad. Which is actually mad. That's nuts, yo, that's no, and they improve. This is, we're not talking. Like, oh, they just improve. Oh, they're sitting fifteen. They improve massively. <laughs> they like, they're literally sitting in third. Like it's mad. It's that could be a champs next season, <laughs> bro. This is what I'm saying. So you lost one of your better players, so to speak. You know, supposedly, and now you're you're better. Like I don't know how that works, but hey, who am I to who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? Yeah, I'm not the manager man. of Liverpool. <laughs> it's brilliant. Sorry, I'm still laughing at the baby game. Big up to V1 for the super chat. He says that was go that was gonna sting in the head for a minute. Says imagine United <laughs> could be three points behind Liverpool after this weekend with Scott our top scorer with three goals, but the media say the biggest threat to City is is uh LFC. Big up to you V1 for the super chat. Um um, they are, I would say they are the biggest threat to them, even though I think City do the business. Big up for the super chat. V- V1, are we you suggesting that Liverpool aren't the biggest threat and Manchester United are? Jets, yeah, you, I you, think that's what he's getting. I, you have explained yourself why they aren't, because yeah, going to go to the end of that first sentence. Scott McTominay is your top scorer with three goals. 
That's he's, he's, what, he's, what, he's the guy like that is running December. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. It's I feel sorry. I do feel I do feel sorry for you guys. I do feel sorry for you. Yeah, I feel sorry for you. No, I'm I, saying, I, don't I don't feel sorry for them. Fuck them. No, no, you know, you know, you know. I, I feel, I feel sorry for them. Yeah, because remember, man, grew up watching these guys slap everybody. Yeah, and you, you've almost seen like they were the cool guys in school. Do you know what I'm trying to say like they were the ones who were getting all the girls and all of that stuff. And then now I'm seeing you now. You, you know, you're you, you're balding. You know your tooth missing, like yeah. You know I mean, you, you, you ain't got no money. You're broke, like that makes me like, love it even more, bro. Like, I'll be something. No, no, no. Like, like, like in in a rivalry thing, yeah, yeah. Like, as in, yeah. I can give two shots. I, I hope Manchester United stay down at the bottom for as long as humanly possible. But it's just jokes, and sometimes I sit there and think, rah. I mean, I wanted you to go out, but not like this. Like, you go out with a, with a, with, a, with a bit of a whimper. Like, at least go out, and it's like you're still kind of in and around the mix kind of thing and you're making this a three-horse race every now and again. Now you guys are hoping that teams like Brighton and Villa don't start overtaking you soon and that's wild to think he'd even say, man. I, th- I think what makes it better this season now is how shit you're on the Champions League as well. I get a double whammy. I get, I yeah. get me... I get my weekend fix and I get my midweek fix and the midweek fix is always better because I'm seeing like Copenhagen pull four out their ass. I've never seen Copenhagen score four in their life and they pulled four out there for Manchester United. And, and, the worst, and then the worst part <coughs> is, is I will criticise Manchester United for that game, for example, and then fans will question me and be like, how can you criticise this? How can you criticise the players? How can you criticise them? I'm like, are you not watching what is going on? Like, how much more Yo. evidence do you need to see before you go? This manager's under pressure. He's cooked. These players are not good enough. Like I said, I don't know how you know, much you know peak it is. I, I genuinely don't care what United do. I don't care what United do for the next month. As long as Ten Hag makes it to December 17th. Hey, people, just to, to Manchester United fans watching his live or watching his back or listening on audio, Tom is a Liverpool fan. Hear what he just said. Rival fans will let you know where you are at. He just said, I don't care what Manchester United do, first and foremost, which should be an alarm bell to everyone who thinks we're going places. Secondly, as well, he said, I hope Ten Hag is in charge. How much more, like, hear what rivals are saying, people. Because rivals have no bias towards you in terms of, like, they're not going to overhype you. Yes, they'll go further and be worse and shit on you and make such shit sound worse. But Tom genuinely means that. And I get why he means that. I, I, I just want to finish the... Say that again, you broke up. Say again. I just, mute, to, I, think. Go four. I just need to, I just need the six so I can go four, five, six, seven. See? That's all I need out of life. Four, five, six, seven. And he, and <coughs> listen, if, if by some miracle, Eric Ten Hag makes it to when we play at Old Trafford, which is like end of January, yeah, start of February, yeah, I think. Yeah, he's not making that. But if you know, yeah, if, 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 if I've been a good boy, if my, if my if I get my like Christmas presents and Eric Ten Hag makes it to that point, maybe we could even extend it. And you know, maybe I can alter this one and go for eight, and then we just get the six in at Old Trafford instead. So we go three, four, five, six, seven, eight. See, but I, I that, that's just I don't I don't think United understand United fans especially. You could say whatever you want. You finished above us last season. The lack of threat you are to us because I watched that team last season put seven past you after you just won a cup and we were that. We bad. had Fabinho, Henderson, and Elliot in midfield that day. I, yeah, I watched Jordan Henderson not... get an assist with a cross. That should tell yes, you. let it's... Jordan Brian Henderson assist a Premier League goal <laughs> in 2023 with a cross. That is bad I, I, enough. Like, like Tom, Tom just said it there. Like, I don't like you. You. 
and look, not trying to get, like it's your channel at the end of the day. I ain't trying to get on no, team too tough like that. But 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 like it, it's so mad how I'm not even when I'm when I think of the Premier League, I don't think oh Manchester United, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I I almost dismiss you straight away, and I'm already thinking yeah, see. Arsenal, you know what I mean? Heck, even Tottenham might be, you know, doing something this season. Heck, maybe Villa might sneak up Newcastle. I don't even think Manchester United. And Why that, I think, is even worse for Manchester. Forget, you, like, the winning thing is that, look, City have been running away with it every single season, part one in the last few seasons. So, ultimately, they're the ones who are really doing their thing. But when I'm thinking of Manchester United, the fact that you're not even in conversations for anything, I'm like, bro, surely, obviously, I don't know what your fan base in general say, about Ten Hag and about Man United, but surely you man are worried for the future of your club because some, some are, no like, way. Some yeah. are the sensible ones are like I've already said it, like I've already given up like on this season. I said the manager's done. It's just a question of when he gets sacked, not if I've gone mm. out on a limb and said he don't make it till the new year. I've said this, whether it's after he'll get sacked either after Galatasaray away or Liverpool away. It'll be one of those. But do, but, but flawless don't you think that, like oh. you want you finished third last season and you want a cup yeah. and you're mm. and we're now sitting here, and I'm not saying you weren't saying this from before, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't know too tough, but we're sitting here in a situation where you're even thinking, oh, like, he's getting sat soon. That's mad to yeah, think, crazy. like, like the turnaround how's, how's in terms of all the performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you must have had, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because the thing is, I gave him the benefit of the doubt this season because of what he had done last season. I was at bargaining for, for weeks. I was at the five, five stages of grief, people. I was at the third. I was at bargaining <laughs> where I'm just like, just go back to what you did last season. So people are like, oh, you want champagne football. You want Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues. No, I just want us to do the basics. Be a functional, organized unit. If we're that, we'd be all right. Because people love to say we're the form team in the league, which on points perspective we are. We've won four out of our last five. We are six points off the top of the Premier League. So if we was a competent unit, and I don't think we win the Premier League, where could we be? You have to be there to take advantage if the team's better than you and not doing what they're supposed to. And currently, the fact that we're so close to the top of the Premier League, that's just what I've said it before, the Premier League is terrible in terms of overall quality. I think take out Europe, yeah. take out City, take out Arsenal, I think everybody is pretty much moderate at best. So then let's say yeah. Liverpool, Arsenal, City are not at it. You should be there to take advantage to finish a third, to finish a second. Like even like when Leicester won the league, it's kind of like, yes, they did the business, but everybody else was not at it. And that's no discredit mm. to Leicester. They did what they're supposed to do. Like they took full advantage. Same way we did last year. You lot were bad last season. Chelsea were bad last season. Spurs were bad last season. Guess what Manchester United did? We were in position to take advantage of that. Finishing third, winning the trophy, second best home record. Just revert back to that. But like I've said before, the, and this is why when people talk about bringing certain managers to the club, I'm like, the scrutiny you are under at Manchester United is different, as especially mm, as manager. Right. Everything you say, everything you do is watched, critiqued, and analysed. It's watched, mm. analysed, and criticised. You can win. I've seen it before where we'll win, and we'll use Brighton because people like the Zerbi. I've watched it where Manchester United have won a game on the weekend, Brighton have lost, and Ten Hag is receiving more criticism for winning than De Zerbi is for losing 3-1 at home to West Ham, for example. Mm. And we're watching him because do I genuinely think that Ten Hag is a bad manager? Absolutely not. I just think he's not the manager for the level of Manchester United because the pressure's different. Under here, the pressure, because he's not turned bad overnight. 
He was good last season, delivered last season. He's been successful at Ajax previously as well. He'll leave here eventually, and I think he will be successful again. But being successful at Manchester United is different. Like Tom mentioned it, being with McAllister and him going to Liverpool. Ryan's mentioned it in the past, the jump from Brighton to Liverpool is different. You put in one mm. bad performance for Liverpool, it's a conversation. You put in five mm. bad performances for Brighton, no one's really watching like that. No one's watching, no one's analysing you lot like that. McAllister's never been under this scrutiny, this much scrutiny in his life, in his footballing mm. career, as at being at Liverpool. You are a topic of conversation every week. Content creators, mainstream media, social media. Whereas if you are bright, same with Caicedo, him being at Chelsea, the list goes on. Same way if you're Arsenal, same for managers. Ten Hag can get away with a bad run at Ajax. You can get away with mm. a sloppy start and it's like Ajax fans will be mad, but it's not to the extent where it is because from a positional sense, United are not too far off where we should be, but it's how we look and how we've got there. That's why it's context. It's not just stats. I, I, th I think the thing that adds on to Ten Hag as well is it's, it's his players that will let him down. It's not like yes. it's been... You know, Maguire and to, to an to be brushed with that this season, but it wasn't last season, Fernandez and etc. But it's been his signs. Anthony yes. is genuinely, I think, the worst winger in the league. I I, I could go to I could go to Stanley Park <clears> and find better wingers playing Sunday League who can <laughs> beat a man, who can pass a ball. Like Anthony is dreadful. Lissandro Martinez has been the only good sign. I think Hoyland is a victim of the broken system. Andrew Nana, I don't think he's been an upgrade. It's just been a it's not been a downgrade, but it's been similar. You, you've you've stagnated for fifty million. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Mason yeah. Mount, who knows what's going on with him? I think Ericsson. No idea. Er Ericsson can have a game where he looks brilliant, and then a game where you, you just feel sorry for the man. It's been Ten Hag's players that have cost him. So he where's Malaysia? Injured. But he got injured there. Yeah, he did like when I say he got injured like before the season started, and then we just didn't hear anything again. But but there it's not no it's not only new I like Malasia, but I'm like, let me see what he let me see what you're saying in regards to we had a solid season. Okay, let's run this back again. Yeah, go on, right? Go on. It's not even like new signing, just the new signings. It's Rashford, he gave a new contract to on 350k a week. Bruno, he gave the captaincy to. Mm -hmm. Delo, he gave a new contract to. Luke Shaw, he's given a new contract to. These weren't his signings, but they are still his players because he's given awesome. them the backing, whether it's through contracts or giving Bruno the captaincy. So they're clearly his guys as well. So this is his team. That's the thing. He's dying on his own team, essentially, Ten Hag. So when people say, oh, it's the players, you can't blame the manager. No, it is there is they're his players. Even the guys who didn't sign are his players, so there's no excuses for him. Whereas last season, he did okay. He had a good season last season, but maybe you know when he had a bad start, the pressure wasn't there. The, the pressure wasn't there because there was always the go-to excuse of they're not his players. Let, not, let him have. And also, the pressure was there as well on top of that because the bar was on the floor. If you look yeah. at like if yeah. you remember what he walked into, it was the worst ever mm. Manchester United side on paper. It was awful. We didn't like anything. You might just come off the back Oli of Ragnik and that. Right, yeah, yeah. Yo. Ragnik had left Oli, all of these type of things. And it was just a question of, I was but saying at the start, the start of that season, hey, you mm. know what? Just finish six. Cool. Yeah. Make us an organized unit. I was even talking about trophies. I said, you know what? Just finish six. Make us an organized unit. Bring in some players. And then we go again. But then because he exceeded those expectations doing what he did and did so well in regards to without his own guys, it's like, all right, now there's a bar. Now I know you. That's what makes it worse with Ten Hag this season. The reason why I criticize him so heavily is because I know you can do it. Because I watched you less than 12 months ago 
deal all the issues he has now, he had last season. There's no new problem whatsoever. There's zero new problems, people, to put out to there. People want to talk about injuries. We had injuries last season. There was times Martinez was missing. There was times Ram was missing. Casemiro with the suspensions he was missing. Times Ericsson was missing. People are like, oh, our attack's a problem. Our attack has been a problem since Ten Hag got here. We scored 58 league goals all last season in the Premier League. 18 of those were Rashford. What are we talking about here? So we, the rest of our team combined scored 40 league goals in 38 league games. Now we've scored 13 and 12. It's not too far off, people. Just over a goal a game. Just, and my maths is simple maths. It's really not that difficult to see. But then you, then you have to go into the window and do much better. And that was the problem. Hoyland, like Tom said, victim of the, the what's it called? The, the system. Mount was horrific. I, was, I said that from the jump. That was the first red flag. That's when I started looking at him for <laughs> Yeah, I remember you talking about Mount in the summer when and you was like one of the only like a few people really talking about Mount Facts. in the way that you did. And um because bare people were like, and look listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Like, I can't tell you right or wrong. Yeah, I remember like listening to Flawless and he was talking about Mount and just saying like, what does he do? Like name what I think he's along and I, I could be paraphrasing a little bit. It was like I along the saying. lines of like n- name, like what does he do? Like what is he actually kind of good at? Like at? name one for yeah. I remember having that conversation. I can't remember what show it was, and I just remember busting up because I remember thinking whoever was on the panel with you that day. I just remember thinking to myself, yeah, no one's really got an answer though. <laughs> like no he's asking you a question, answer. but no one really had an answer to like okay, so what does what is he good at? Kind of thing. I was what busting does up. Does he man. do? You know what I'm saying? And hilarious. nobody can answer you. That's the thing is, because if I named your favorite player to the people who was on the panel on the chat and said, all right, what does such and such do? You better tell, all right, what does Caicedo do? What does McAllister do? You know what I'm saying, what does you're going to have a list? You know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. when we're talking about these things, but because Manchester United fans think it's the super serum soldier, man, they're going to put on this United shit and all of a sudden turn into a super soldier and they're going to change. Bear in mind, Mount has, Mount has one goal. No, wait, zero goals and one assist in the year 2023, the whole calendar year, not the start of the season. So from 2023, the 1st of January, to now the 22nd of November, he has one goal and zero assists. And people tell me he's an attacking, where's the attacking player? So he don't attack that, let's kill that dead. So he don't score goals, he don't create, because he has eight open play assists in his entire career. So like, let's kill that dead. So he don't attack, he don't create, he don't put up defensive numbers either. (coughs) What exactly does he do? He just went to Russell Westbrook. He's just out there running around tricking you. Where is he? Where's he even gonna play? So that, that, that was a lovely little that conversation. Was that nice fans couldn't explain. Where's he yeah. gonna play? Are you playing? Him, you played him in a pivot? Legit, where does he, he play now? Like, where is he? The same on the bench. Team. That's where he plays now. He's on the bench. He's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's on the bench because even Ten Hag, for all his faults, but I don't give him credit for it because you don't get credit for starting fires that you for putting out fires that you started. Figured out that yo Mount and Bruno don't work together. But I was mm. saying it's all summer long because they are the same player. Bruno is Mount just with more output. If mm. you gave Mount more output, he's Bruno Fernandes. If you take away Bruno's output, he's Mason Mount. They do the exact same thing yeah. running around out there. It was that first game against Wolves. I was watching Casemiro trying to hold down on midfield on his own. And, just... and then people have the cheek to blame him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that... people have the, the cheek to John Stone stood there with the snow with, with the sword and everyone just run at him and it's just him alone. That was what Casemiro was like in that Wolves game. Mm. Fernandez and Mount were in the box. It was yeah. Casemiro trying to deal with four Wolves playing on the counter. The striking situation at United has been brilliant as well, watching it as a rival because 
the the Ranyik thing, the rant he went on to end the season was hilarious because he just went, mm-hmm. I wanted this, 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 these are all the problems. And the United fans who, who didn't like him were going, oh, he's, he's chatting out his arse, he's this, he's that. And then the players that he wanted, all being pretty decent, he wanted Darwin Nunez, and then we beat you to him. And then Ten Hag really got in, really got to sink his clothes and went, right, you know what I want? I want Cody Gakpo. I want a, a more complete forward who can drop in, help create this, that, and the other. And then we take him. And then he's end up with Wegghorst, who was just... Oh, bro, the, like, realise you sign Wegghorst on loan. And like, then the crazy part is that know. makes it worse is he got a tune out of Wegghorst more than he did previous players. Yeah. I watched him go to yeah. the new camp away from home, play Wegghorst in the tent. I was thinking, what's this? And it worked. And I'm just like, so now you have more of your players with more money and more talent, and we've got worse. Because the squad on paper, not only is it is it more of your players, is more talented. The squad you have on paper is better this season than the squad you had last season. But then the output and the quality of just performances is so vastly different. I mean, and people will point to point. The, the so, like, another funny thing, the fact that Leicester's 2018 centre-back pairing is now United's now best centre-back pairing. Facts is that even bad. That's why I'm saying they don't even like the editor. That's why I don't even criticize Johnny Evans. He's actually done decent. People try to criticize him. Like, no, 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 no. But Johnny Evans, but yeah, like, but Johnny Evans is good though. Like, people, man, I'm moving like this guy. He's actually, he's actually, yeah, but he's obviously, he shouldn't be for where, 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 where Manchester United are trying to go. But then again, that's then on the manager to be helping. It's just, you look at all the players that have let United down this season, it's been the players who were. You know, constantly trying and shoehorned into these conversations of you know best in the league, best in the position. Casemiro, Varane, Rashford, Fernandez, all those have stunk up the gaff this season. Only I, I mean, I don't even think Anthony was ever in the conversations, but every single fucking week that goes by, and I, I watch him play, I just sit there and go, I'm 22. The, the dream's not dead yet. I could fucking lace my boots up and play if he, if that's the standards playing in the Premier League, I could do a job. Sancho, <laughs> Sancho is getting his fucking lunch from Deliveroo at Carrington because he's not allowed in the cafeteria. He's, he's got to wait on some payments and wait for someone to bring it over because you, Ten Hag's now had a power trip you, to make and he's trying to get him to apologise but that's never going to happen. I was going to ask you I was going to ask you that about that that flawless, um, just before we wrap up whatever but yes, um, about the whole Sancho thing without going I guess too deep into it like how do yeah. you look at this situation and how what wh- what's an an outcome that you kind of feel should happen come the end of this like again it's just typical manchester united putting all our business on front street big fan of sancho let me just clarify that big fan of sancho. anyone who's watched me regularly knows my thoughts on sancho in this situation big fan of his i said awesome along move sancho one Sancho was never going to work in Ten Hag's system with the way Ten Hag wants to play, number one. Number two, ten, um, Sancho is not a Premier League winger, so a profile of winger. When you look at the most successful wingers, take the top six. Top six teams, top seven teams. You look at all their wingers, they all have certain attributes that Sancho doesn't have. If you are not pacing power, playing out wide in the Premier League, you will not be successful here. Only exception to the rule I can think of off the top of the head is Jack Grealish. And guess what? He's in... The best team. And Riyad Mahrez when he was there. You know what I'm saying? Mahrez, who's one of the top five wingers we've ever seen in the Premier League right side. This is the point I'm talking about in terms of the level. Because Mahrez, I would include Mahrez in there. You you could potentially put Bernardo Silva in there as well. Yeah, but again, but Bernardo Silva, again, one of the best. So we're talking the best players we've ever Mm -hmm. seen. Yeah. If we do top 10 10 right wingers, Mahrez gets in. If we do a top 10 right wingers list right now in the Premier League ever, he's in the list. 
That's how good he is. Yeah. Bernardo Silva, one of the best attacking players. So it's like exclude them. Even though Bernardo Silva are put in that category because from a physical standpoint, he still has balance. He's still agile. You know what I'm saying? He has yeah. that burst of acceleration. That's not Sancho's game. So in regards to it, we should have moved him on. Um, in typical Manchester United fashion, we didn't move him on because we're idiots. Why all parties involved didn't sit down and get him a move. And the people were like, oh, you can't move on Sancho because of the wages. Guaranteed he'll get moved on in January now. Guaranteed. But again, mm. we have to put our business out on the front street. We can't just break up in private. We got to break up for the whole estate. <laughs> Hit. You know what I'm saying? We gotta have a big argument out on the street in front of all the neighbors. That's typical us. In regards you, 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 to go, go them. No, no, just, just for you got it. Come like you know when you've been like when you like there's a chick you might follow on Instagram and every you know all the time she's putting up a, a yes. picture of her and her man. They're always going out. They're always going thing. And all of a sudden now, all them pictures are gone. I'm like, yo, they broke up. That's my time to, yeah. to, to shine now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I see y'all have broke up. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Say. And that, that's just legit what it is. So I'm not a scumbag, guys, by the way. I'm actually, well, nah, maybe opportunity makes sense. Um, you've <laughs> I'm saying I've been there, I tell you. Um, but in regards to the Sancho and um, Ten Hag thing, the only issue I have with it was how it started with Ten Hag saying what he said after the Arsenal game. Shouldn't have said that. Had no business saying that. And this is not me picking sides because people have said, oh, we know for definite Sancho is a terrible trainer. No, we don't because we're not in training. People really don't, people really don't know what they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Sancho's saying one thing, Ten Hag saying another. So, like I said, I've not picked sides in regards to that. But Ten Hag saying that publicly didn't need to say that. He didn't even play. Well, again, that comes back to the pressure. Ten Hag's head was hot. We just lost to Arsenal in stoppage <laughs> time. So he just then went and criticised Sancho, who wasn't even involved. He could have easily said, tactical reasons is why I left him out. Easily said that, and we don't have this <clears> issue. So bear in mind how I was looking at it. Then Sancho responded, and then people tried to get onto Sancho. That's me, I'm responding. Anywhere you criticise me, you can be criticised. Let my mm. let him have done that. People are like, oh, he got paid, he gets paid X amount. He's a professional realtor. All right, some people have a price for being publicly criticized. If someone pays you 350k mm. a week, you're okay being criticized publicly. Wrong, because that's how Sancho's looking at it. There's no amount of money that can allow you to criticize me publicly for my profession, knowing people mm. are going to take it as gospel. Because there's genuine Manchester United fans that are out there that will tell you verbatim he's a bad trainer. Never watched him in training. There's no video mm. footage of him training because uh, one everything man, you've heard, said, you know, of the inside story since he's been banished to being positive. He, he's apparently very good with the youngsters. He's always there offering the support. He's, he's being very good with them. Because he seems like just from the outside looking in, I don't know him. He seems like that type of character. He doesn't seem mm. like a problem character. Because you don't hear about anything else in regards in regards to any issues. So once the manager did that and he responded, I backed him and said, you know, I would have done the same shit. I can't be a hypocrite. Mm. I would have done the exact same. The only difference was the post would still be up now. I'm saying he undid yeah, 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 it. Down. I, know my I, that I ain't taking that down. You ain't gonna criticize me in front for millions of people, knowing that that's mm. gonna affect me. And I believe I'm in the right. So that's what it is. But then, other than that, the only issue I have with is the whole him being at the training ground. Where to... Sancho don't want to be there, in my opinion. Ten Hag doesn't want him there. Figure something out so he's not at the training ground. But again, that's just typical Manchester United doing not doing the basics. So he's got COVID, so he has to stay at home. Do you know what's worse about the Sancho thing as well? Go on. It's the fact True. that your other wingers associates. So yeah, yeah. Just, that's it, what it makes it worse. Yeah, it makes it crazy. worse. If Ten Hag could just swallow his pride, Sancho could come back in. And I don't think, like you said, I don't think he's got any of the attributes to be a successful Premier League. <laughs> 
You should have played him false nine like he did in the like he yes. did in preseason. I wanted in, to see him as a, as a false nine or in the hole as a ten. But yeah. he he doesn't have the confidence or the pace or the physical attributes to beat a man down the line. And right. with the he might work on the wing in a city system because he doesn't have to do that city. He just has to get involved in pass and pass and play and move. He did a Jack Grealish role. He plays. But even yeah. then, Grealish yeah. still has a little bit of explosiveness to him. At yeah, times. yeah, true. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. But a point. I'm I, I, I think I think Sancho can have that though. I just yeah. think he hasn't mm. used it because I think it comes down to style of play. Jaden Sancho was all, United has been under counter attacking managers. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer lived and died on the counter. Rolf Rangnick, fucking was very style of play. Was it certainly wasn't dominating the ball. And Ten Hag. When he played under Sen Hag, it was counter attack, sit low, yeah. hit, the, hit them with pace on the break. That isn't Sancho's style of play. Whereas if he was at a City or an Arsenal or got a bit of Liverpool, where it's get on the ball a little bit more, take your time, build up, try and find spaces and gaps. I think you'd see a little bit more out of him. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong player for the wrong system at the wrong time. That's what I've said. But, but, but the I way mean- it's blown up so spectacularly. Over something that should have just been kept in house is mental. We don't it, it, quite... it reflects bad. It reflects so bad on Ten Hag in a season with the pressure on him. <coughs> like this because the, the one thing I will say about Ten Hag is I thought he handled the Ronaldo situation very well last year. I, I, I don't think anyone could knock him more criticise him for how he handled that one. And to go from the high of that to the absolute shambolic nature of this one, it, it it's mind blowing how quickly it can change in, in twelve months. And to me, it just looks like a man who's losing grip of power trying everything to keep hold of it he's tried to be not, and to be fair I do have a little bit of sympathy for him please, because he's tried to be nice to him he's tried to do this that and the other but like you, I'm like you if he criticised me and I don't believe I deserve to be criticised I'm going to come out and say it you're going to respond back publicly like I've done that in just regular regular jobs like what are we talking and that's what I didn't get was the outline it's like people who I know personally and I'm like I know your character I've seen mm. you respond back to bosses in workplace. I've seen you respond back to family members. So all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, you, know you, feel wronged, you feel wronged. But now all of a sudden, Sancho should shut his mouth and be, nah, man, come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Like, let, let's be real here. All, like, it's when people said it in the chat, like, obviously, closer, more closer to the time. And people were like, oh, yeah, this and that. I would state, no, you wouldn't. You lot tell you me how be. wrong I am on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? Because you think I said something wrong to you. But let someone we criticize you on a worldwide scale in front of millions. But hey, each to their own. But we are gonna close out, people. Love to everyone that's locked in. Thoroughly enjoyed the show. I did tell you, lot, man, I was gonna bring some special guests over the international break as well. G, always good chopping up with you. On, let them know where they can find you, what you got coming up, all that good stuff as well. Um, GTV uh, football uh, show. Hey, well, the please channel channel. In, the, in the comment section as well as Tom's as well, please. But yeah, go on, carry on, G. Carry on. Um, yeah, I think obviously we've got the, the game against City coming up. Um, so yeah, I might do a quick preview on that. And then, um, yeah, just maybe just taking a bit more of a look because I've been so busy with work, man. I've just not really had the time. But over the next couple of weeks, I'll have a bit more time now. So yeah, just really taking a deeper look at Liverpool. Now we're heading into this a bit, I would say, crunch time in the first part of the season when you start getting to that midway point. So now I now I'm starting to get interested in the league table. But really, at this point, I'm kind of like, I don't really care. Like, just win your games and then we can see what's going on. But now we're heading into that crunch time. Let me see what these teams are about now. Let me see. Arsenal, are you the big, bad, you know what I'm saying, Gooners? Let me see if you can keep up with the big boys. Like, once Liverpool are back there, can you keep up with us? Cool. Kind of thing. Can City pull away? All of that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, man. We're going to just be doing that over the next couple of weeks, bro. 
Nah, Def OG, man. It's good to get you back on. Of course, Tom making you. I'm saying nah, a spectacular wait, debut. I'm saying spectacular. <laughs> as, as, as swimmingly well. I wish Manchester United had my had my recruitment. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Tom, <laughs> let them know where they can find you, what you got coming up, man. All that good stuff. As well. Um, you can find me at Tom Little with the one on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, any, any sort of platform. I'm trying. I've had this video script idea planned out for ages now i just need to get to recording it and editing it and that should be out i'm hoping to get that out by the end of the week i'll be back streaming a little bit more regularly once we're out the international break because god knows there's very little sort of yeah. because my club is boring but we're not like united where there's drama going on i've got yeah, something to talk about. yeah like it's so boring really. like, like there's, there's, nothing nothing there's nothing for us to talk about so <laughs> when the seat when you know it kicks back in there'll be a little bit more consistent content on in terms of that and you know uh, Maybe I'll be back here soon. No, I'll, have ba- I'll, have, I'll, have, I'll have another baby, baby gate door frame situation <laughs> to bring up. Because just, just get me talking about Tiago, I'll get all the analogies out. Nah, definitely, Tom. I'm definitely going to get you one. I knew what I was... Like, we worked together, so I already knew, yeah. like, the level you was going to be and the, the people that were going to fuck with you as well. Because you hilarious. That had me rolling. Ryan, little bro, chat to me. Anything you want to add before we close out as well? Yeah, it's been a it's been a good show. Good, uh, it's been good streaming with um, G and Tom. Big up you guys. Um, I'm a- and yeah, I'm just praying we get just get me a draw on Saturday. If we get a draw on Saturday, I, I'll, I'm celebrating that like crazy. Thanks for reminding me of that, Ryan. Before you carry on, prediction, Ryan. Manchester City, Liverpool. If I'm being honest, three one City. We just you don't do well one. at the Etihad. We just don't City? win there, bro. We're going to the Etihad without a DM, bro. I'm probably Simi at left back. I ain't really got much hope still. First, Tom, what are you saying? Prediction um, for that game? We're going on 4-1 Liverpool, Darwin Nunes, so I've just done madness. Love that, man. Darwin Nunes, four, yeah? Quad from Darwin? Darwin. No, it'll be six, but two will be rolled out for offside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually, that could happen, you know, as well. That's the matter. <laughs> what are you saying, G, prediction for that game? Uh, 1-1. I think it's going to be boring as hell. I think we think it's going to be mad exciting, but I think Liverpool are going to shut up shop and we're going to kind of hold them down and they're not going to be as threatening as we think that they, they probably would be. I, I, I in it's a twelve thirty on Sky. The twelve thirty is on TNT or BT. It's normally on They're normally decent. Sky. What is it? What is twelve thirty on Sky? Yeah, it's a Sky game. No, because Sky was battle to get this game. Uh, at 12 30 and you just know all that effort they're gonna put in the start on the broadcast at like half 10 so it's loads of build up it's just gonna be the shittest game you've watched shittest, yes, it's gonna be boring as hell man trust me trust me yeah that's, that's crazy that's on sky yeah it is that is nuts but yeah i didn't know it was on sky, saying, no. yeah i thought it was on tnt as well that's what i was saying yes, so, 12 30 you know you just immediately yeah, think tnt, TNT let's go you know what i think it was originally supposed to be a 5 30 game on sky but sky moved it so did tnt get the brentford arsenal game then did they switch it? I don't know. Must have got a game. Surely I'm they've got sure. oh, is it the one one of the ones on Sunday then? Did they get the two PM on Sunday? Look, which I actually is, don't um, know. Yeah, Tom, please look at that for me. Appreciate it. Do, 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 yeah, do, do TNT ever get games on Sunday? TNT got prepared for the Arsenal. So, ah, so they switched it. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they switched it was it, I think it was the Manchester police who said you're not having Manchester City Liverpool at five thirty because of on the Saturday, recent yeah, concerns. <clears> they swapped them round and said that. London could handle it and Manchester couldn't. So, in yeah, no, that... arguably, game of the season at fucking 12 30 on Saturday. So, 
That's not. That's what, I get why they switched it. Half five, see Liverpool. Oh, yeah, bad idea. That might bad, be a bad, bad idea. From a policing perspective. I mean, to, to be honest, they, they should have just moved Everton United. Everton United should have been on the Saturday and give us four thirty on the Sunday. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I hear that. Huh? Get us out of the way so we can just be like, yeah, we're over with. I hear that. <laughs> Trust me, I hear that. I hear that. That, game could, that game could go so badly for United because Everton have oh, a yeah. be in the bonnet. <laughs> any any game could go any game could go badly for us. It's just interesting, <coughs> especially away from home. But yeah, go on, G prediction, my guy. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's what Tom said. Like the build up. Oh my, they're, they're gonna start showing games from the past, and you're gonna see games where Liverpool won. You're gonna see games where Man City won. They're gonna see. They're probably gonna show like a a little twenty minute. Um, like kind of show where they they show like um Liverpool and Manchester City going hammer and tongs in the Premier League title. You're gonna hear Martin Tyler in the back, you know, narrating it and stuff like. You're gonna hear all of that, and then we're gonna get to the game, and it's gonna be one-one, and all the goals will come in the first half, and then we'll be sitting here boring second half, and we're just all gonna be like, no, oh, well that was boring. That I that was a crap that, way fam. to start. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll take the draw, but it's just I'm 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 just I just don't I don't think I think Klopp's gonna come into it and just think. Yeah, maybe I can hold them off kind of thing because as Ryan said, we don't really do well at the Etihad in the Premier League. Yeah. And I also think that Pep is also going to be a little bit wary of Liverpool's attack and he ain't trying to get Bro, the guy's already faking six, seven, injuries no. with City International break, exactly. bro. I don't know why they're so shitting exactly. themselves for this game still. <laughs> exactly. I just feel Rodri, yeah. Haaland, Edison, all these guys, man, are going to be ready for the weekend. But like, thing is with Klopp, I can see him sitting deep because he kind of did the same thing at Anfield against them last season and we won. And yeah. that was at home at the end of the day. This is away, so I can see it still. And I wouldn't be against it, to be honest, so... Nah, yeah. But hey, love to everyone that's locked in. The show's gone over two hours. That was not even the aim. But hey, when you got the content creators, man, you you gonna talk the things them like you know saying we gonna we gonna keep the show on the road, people. We gonna keep the content rolling. We will be raiding Lewis because he's live. I know some of you lot in the chat were talking about it as well. I'm probably gonna head over there because I know Brazil. Yeah, he's doing the Brazil Argentina watch along. So I will be catching that because I heard that game kicked off. Believe it. I, I think it, it's kicked oh, off. Oh, is it actually kicked off now? Yeah, it's kicked off. I think oh. it's half. I think it's. I think it's half time. Don't quote me on that though. So we're gonna I, I, rate I, Lewis. No, I don't think it is. You know, Cause I, is yeah, because they kicked off late. Yeah, it got delayed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Brazilian police started it. Started scrapping with the Argentina fans. <laughs> Fuck you know. Hopefully, so so Messi just pulled all the Argentina players in the dressing room for twenty minutes until it's Hopefully, everybody's good. But yeah, people, carefree Lewis G. We're gonna raid him. Just put sarcasm City TV raid. Make sure you subscribe to the Mandem as well. Subscribe to G's channel. Subscribe to Tom Little's channel as well. You're gonna see these man back here as well. Yeah, Kingsman. Yeah, Saeed is live as well. But I already set it up to um raid to Lewis's. Don't forget, no people. This show. All the other shows on the channel, all the other shows on the channel, apart from watch-alongs, including this one, are available on audio-only platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, type in Sarcasm City TV, and this show will indeed pop up. There's also a playlist for it as well, if this is your favourite show, the Manchester United Liverpool show. But like I always say, if you want to listen while you're cooking, cleaning, driving, maybe at work, maybe you're in the gym, maybe you just don't want the YouTube app open, soaking up all your data, or maybe... You just prefer to listen to audio-only platforms, um, your podcasting audio-only platforms. So Spotify, here's with the follow one there. All you Spotify users, Sarcasm City TV, follow us and five stars. All you iPhone users, iTunes, Apple Podcast, five stars, leave us a review. Same with SoundCloud as well. We're back tomorrow, just the one 
live stream on the YouTube channel tomorrow midnight. It'll be the Sarcasm City Sports Q&A. So I'll be answering all your sporting questions. I will go live on the gaming channel as well, people. Sarcasm City TV Gaming. I'll probably want to start the player career mode on the AFC 24. But yeah, love to everyone. Can I get on the streams as well because they're hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tom, if you run it, yeah, we'll talk after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want in, come, feel free. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, EAFC one 24, one like one I said, one tomorrow. One. Yeah, go on. Go on. I know what to you all the in, To all the Indians in the chat, continue <laughs> to hold that in it. This guy, Disrespectfully yo. hold that this on his Disrespectfully. I'm going to have to by saying disrespectfully as well. Oh, yeah, I, I feel so good about it, genuinely. Yeah, right. right, Egypt. Well, yeah, I love to everyone that's locked in. Check out the upcoming live stream schedule. Let you know all the shows that are coming up. This has been the Manchester United Liverpool show, Monday United podcast analysis, Anfield podcast, live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. Big up.